Hello, everyone, and welcome to session 48 of Tales of Anaria. I can't believe that we are at 48, and we're getting really close to some really good stuff. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, after a couple weeks of, well, a couple weeks of our time in Salisport and a couple days for the, the Wayward Watch, I'm sure everybody's eager to get on the road again and see what this adventure has to offer. So let's, um, I guess, do we have any announcements? Sirenscape. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Sirenscape, for providing the uh, audio visuals, as I like to call them, uh, for tonight. Visuals Basically. for your ears. <laughs> visuals for your ears, yep. Uh, making sure that all of the wonderful sounds like this one. I, that, my, that, that was a horse. It was very far away. It was a very far away horse. Scott, if you're editing this, put the sound of a fart right there. No? Instead of a horse. Corey doesn't know what sounds are. No, I don't know what sounds are at all. But yeah, thank you, Seriouscape. They're great. Go check them out. Link in the description. There's also, I don't know if you know this, but there's a little bit of... um lore in the link in the description as well. Uh, if anybody's curious, I have a World Anvil site, not sponsored, but uh, I have one for Tales of Venaria and just kind of gives you an idea of a little bit of uh, what I created. It hasn't been updated since session five, but still. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot, there was a lot Vladimir. in there. <laughs> yep. But I think we are ready to begin with a recap. Um, does anybody remember what happened last time? <laughs> yes. Ezra, completely hungover. Mm -hmm. Bolt learned about the shard. Some of the shard faced Golem on the Pouncewind Prairie. Yep. Uh, Killabix says lunch today at midday. This is like a very <laughs> transactional. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was the meeting that you had with Ignisol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we had the Ignisol. You guys had breakfast in bed. Um, I'm glad you wrote that down. <laughs> very that, was, that might have been my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's in here. It's, it's, all, it's totally in here. Um, we met the, when we did get there. There was a very large building, large jovial man with al alabaster skin uh, and dark black hair. Um, he seemed like he was putting on fronts and airs, trying to make himself look richer than he actually was. Um, he was very interested in the things that we had to say, um, talking to him about stuff. Um, he was understanding about cutting his nephew's finger off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was no. The Much to everybody's chagrin that yeah. Victor didn't get punishment for that. <laughs> yeah, you oh, forgot yeah. to talk about how... We had a little come how... to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we had to our come, come to the trio. Lurie, no, it was a come to the trio. It was a come, come, come to the claw. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we had that, that meeting beforehand to make sure that, that Victor didn't screw something up and make more trouble for people. Um, we had... Let's see. So we had the... You talked with... with um, another conversation? I don't have it written down here. The, between you and uh, Callie? Um, Probably. You woke her up? Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody had breakfast. She grabbed some breakfast, left head off. Anyway, we went to Ingnesol. This is later. And uh, they, he was also at the Burbesh, so that was important. Uh, so there was a lot of back and forth. Sari gave a riveting um, six-hour... <laughs> retelling. <laughs> yes. of retelling of everything that's happened. Three. <laughs> That's what um, Sarah thinks. It was yeah. actually six. <laughs> yes, in six it's days. It's three when you when you cut out all of the little gaps and right. yeah and uhs. Yeah, it was a three-hour montage. <laughs> in six days, uh, his daughter wanted to have a party uh, that had it was like a far traveler thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
see. She was turning her far mitzvah. She was turning thirteen. Far mitzvah. Damn it! That's hilarious. So Magnus full. I like it. It's a mage's book that we need to take to him. Yep. So it's something that he asked as a friend, not as paid people. And then Magic and Way, we met a jacked wizard. Yes, you met... Uh, His name's Brawl. Brawl. The, yes. Uh, and I arm wrestled him. <laughs> the beefy wizard. <laughs> mm-hmm. He smelled a little like And then I've got something yep. written here in the corner that I can't read. That seems typical of Victor. <laughs> Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, because... We, well, went, we went to um, the Mungo's. Oh, we went to Mungo's. Mungo's. The, the hot frog guy. Tried. Yes, the hot frog mm. guy. For... <laughs> Is he? Used you rolled. Even Ceradon didn't think he was attractive. Oh, I got. That's no, what I got. No saving throw against that. That's what it was. He <laughs> when we went to Mungo, no saving throw we talked that. to him. He had some cool items. Uh, Sari wasn't interested, but you got got the glaive that is a, sometimes a glaive. And mm-hmm. then he talked about. I didn't get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did. You you bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bought it. And then um, there the was a um, kobold. The kobold that he was talking about. He was like, hey, this kobold keeps promising all this stuff. Victor paid off that guy's debts thinking it was our friend, Mr. Keskes. Mm -hmm. And when we went to talk to him, Keskes is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, So we believe it might be one of those. none of us asked what he looked like. Yeah. Because Keskes is very (laughs) distinct. He's the only kobold we know. Of course he's the only kobold. Upon hearing that someone had been spreading rumors, he took off. Asking Bolt to like help fix the right. Yeah. Um, off to go. We got a bunch of potions. Where yes, we, we got potions. We got lightning potions. That came from Brawl. That came from okay. Brawl. Yep. Okay, okay. You all, you all got a because he uh, arm wrestled him. Blue for Victor Wright. Sorry, yes. Black Bolt. Yep. Bolt had an arm wrestling. This is very chaotic. Evil <laughs> of my like, <laughs> that's note taking. That's Victor's note taking. Uh, yeah. So you each got a potion of resistance from a particular style of uh, energy, and then Bolt. Also, for winning the contest, got a potion of spell recovery off of it, mm-hmm. which allows them to recover some spell slots. So, and then you all went back, had a nice dinner. You drank that Chateau Morlane that uh, was delivered by uh, Ignis mm-hmm. because he he uh, delivered a very expensive bottle at your request because you're friends now. Right. You know, mm-hmm. thank you, Preston, for that. And we'll go ahead and begin the next morning. Everybody is up. Finishing up a, a, a kind of a light breakfast this morning. Uh, Kilbix knows that you're on your way, and uh, he is kind of. You can see that everything is kind of going into stasis mode again. A lot, there's a lot less hands kind of floating around. Uh, Kilbix doesn't have like the finest food out, even though you've given him plenty of money to kind of go off of, um, and he's just kind of making sure that there's nothing else that needs to be done. Um, one thing to note is that Helm is going to be staying here at, with Callie. Oh, he started gardening. Yes. Okay, and that's that. uh, Helm, Helm is started gardening and Callie is going to stay in the tower, uh, she said, just until she can get her gear back together. And she wants to keep an eye on the local Arcanum chapter and see what she might be able to cool. glean there as well. Galena. Galena. With a guh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and after that, Kilobix, uh, you guys kind of gather up at the door Ezra is there. He's still kind of stoic. You see that he's he's wearing his armor and he has a he has a uh, scroll case kind of attached to his belt that you didn't notice there that you haven't seen before. Uh, but when you ask him about it, he kind of just gives you a non-committal grunt. Uh, he seems to be still in a little bit of a sour mood from whatever happened to him a couple days ago. Non-committal grunt. 
Should we mention? We didn't say anything about Ezra not being here. Ezra's oh. no longer <laughs> with us. Yes, sorry. Uh, Dallin is once again not here. He is still no longer with us. <laughs> We're working on not yep, getting the revivify. Well, revivify wouldn't work because it'll yeah, cost. Yeah, it's going to cost a lot. Resurrection. More. Mm-hmm. And if you want to help fund that resurrection, <laughs> yeah. like, comment, and subscribe. Put some skull and crossbones. Yeah, skull and crossbones. There's a donate okay, button. Writing it down. Skull There's a donate button. button. Equals. One gold for Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, well, he, he pulled one of the deck of many things, his soul was sucked out into a crystal. We gotta go find it. Yeah, now. exactly. Uh, he should be back, hopefully next time. But uh, if not, whatever. We'll, we'll, we will we'll keep, we'll keep raising funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Thank you. I don't know why I didn't even think about. I'm already forgetting that it's he's because here. Because we already like talked about him not being here before we started. That's true. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Alright, uh, and then Kilberth kind of gives you all a deep bow and he says, is there anything else that you require before you leave? Oh, Kilberth, you've been wonderful. And I'm so grateful that we have you to watch over our wayward watchtower. Mm-hmm. The, the watchtower. The watchtower. I think we're just going to go. Oh, we call it our home. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, true. I am certainly happy to... Mm-hmm to provide such service. It's sort of what I was created for, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am more than happy to make sure that you are all well taken care of while you are here and that the tower is well taken care of while you are gone. Thank you. And you'll take care of the expansion of our... <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, as soon as you are gone. Knocking down of the walls and in, all of that. In fact, and he kind of like, you, he pauses a moment, everything goes quiet, and you hear like some construction noises upstairs, some sledgehammers uh, hitting walls, and he goes, it sounds like they're already beginning. Perfect. Oh. Which, um can you yeah. have John come here? I need to say something. Oh. <laughs> of course. And then, like a few seconds later, he doesn't even like wave his hand or anything. Uh, but John the broom uh, sweeps into the room. John the broom just sweeps. Into yeah, the <laughs> yeah, very much like the elegant like sweep in. Yeah. John, I'd like to apologize. I'm gonna grab him and hold him out the door. Does he did st- go stiff or does he disappear? Uh, yeah, he does go. Rigid, as it were. Throw him back in. All right, that's all. Yeah, he shakes it off and then Thank just kind of sweeps away. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, you have to try. Have to try. Next year, I'd be like prying up a, a tile, and then, like, set him on, <laughs> on the tile, and then take him over there. <laughs> well, is there anything else? I don't think so. so. I think uh, we just forward need to... any messages to um, to my ring. Oh. Yes, of course. Uh, I. Do not have one myself, unless you wish me to purchase one with the money that you've provided. Um, or I can use Callie's. I know she is staying here. Yeah, um, that would work. Use Callie's, and uh, uh, could you gather one? Could you send out a servant to get one? Yes. So there are 300? Uh, yes, communication rings are 300 gold. I will place 300 gold on the table. Excellent. And I just w- use this. I will make sure to do that, and... Uh, you won't be able to... Yes, I won't be able to until you return, but once you do return, yeah. I think we'll be okay. Callie will be here. Yeah. Unless you're willing to wait 30 minutes? Well, yeah, we can wait 30 minutes. We've got some packing to do. Of course. I'd say. Okay, so 30 minutes later... <laughs> Sorry, trying to drag, <laughs> I'm not going to make you try and drag the tub downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Killebex is kind of sitting there. He's got his hands. He's kind of like tapping his foot like... <clears throat> yep. No, he's just like... It just melts away, <laughs> flows away, sputters out. Uh, by the way, when you did wake up this morning, or when you became aware this morning, mm-hmm. I guess, more than your sentry mode, uh, the the glaive, I think it was actually a dagger last time, 
Do, did now. you ever give us a name of what it was? No, because it doesn't have a name. It's a custom item that I <laughs> made. It is now a sickle. Ooh, okay. A steel sickle. Yep, named Pop. Popsicle. Popsicle. Your kids watch those annoying things. <laughs> Our hands are high. Are we <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, and then 30 minutes later, uh, Kilobix does have a ring in his hand as you come back down the stairs. I'm going to name it the Weapon of Many Weapons. The Weapon, weapon of Many Weapons, okay. And he kind of like looks it over and then he goes, Wouldn't anyone with two. Ding. Ding. And it is a tiny little candle. Is his symbol on it? So I don't trust the newfangled technology. It's it's, it's not technology, Vicky. It's magic. Magic. It's too. Yes. <laughs> I don't trust the newfangled magic. <laughs> I prefer the old magic. I, I, tr I trust the really the old. Magic. I trust uh, <laughs> trust the old butterfly. <laughs> I will try and prepare some messenger butterflies for you. <laughs> messenger butterflies. That's really hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that. You head back out, back into the main streets of Salzport, where the sun is shining, the air is clean. No, is Ezra with us? Uh, yes, Ezra he's is just being you. very silent. Yep, he's just being very quiet. Yep, we will not. Uh, we will not talk about Ezra tonight. His name is Bruno for we the evening. Talk about Ezra. <laughs> and uh, soon enough, it's not that long of a journey before you're down the big slope and to the kind of rickety looking airship dock that Kesk has parked at. And as you approach, you see that he is uh, directing a few orcs uh, that are loading cargo up onto the top of the ship. And it is kind of piled with these large boxes that all have uh, stamps that say arched on them at this point. So, And he goes, ah, friends, everything is ready to go. Yes, yes. Uh, how did last night go? Did you learn what you were trying to discover? Uh, no, unfortunately. I learned a little, but not much what Keskes was trying to discover. I'm concerned, and Keskes might need to make a trip back to his um, home at some point. Well, his other home. And they passed the greatest treasure, like on the railing a little bit. Perhaps we might be able to join you on that adventure? If we can tie up the loose ends, we're going to try and tie up Perhaps it might benefit Keskes to have strong adventurers if uh, Keskes is planning to make a journey there. Um, we will, we shall see. Yes, yes. As long as friends can recognize that other home is sacred place. Yes, uh, it is not for it, it is not for thieving, pillaging. Yes, yes. Um, although if somebody is pillaging, Keskes says. Oh. Strong words for them. Mm, like what? <laughs> 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 or whatever uh, the equivalent of <laughs> word of death is. Yeah. He he says something in draconic. Um and he's the trumpet wants the best. Yeah. Uh, which roughly translates to um death to the terrible servant. Oh. Yes, yes. Um it's sort of anyway. Um, is Callie joining, or is she staying? Um, Callie's actually going to be staying back at the tower. Yes, yes, of course. Um, <clears throat> well then, we are all ready to go. We're ready. Excellent. Um, one step back. And he and he kind of waves the last of the orcs away that are kind of standing around, and they don't move. And he goes, oh, and he he grabs a small pouch out of his pocket and. They, 
takes a few silver and like tips each of them in silver, <laughs> and they kind of look down at him and just kind of shrug and walk away. And <laughs> it's like a couple days' wages. Yeah. Um, and then he turns to you. Yes. <laughs> Guess yes. Guess yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I only said his name you. one time. No um, I was just hoping you could remind me how long you think it will be before we get to Archdon. Uh, very good question. Uh, I remember. Six Don't days. Worry. Oh. Am I that? I think it is a little bit more than six days. Okay. Time to travel to Archdon. No, it is six days. Well. Well, All right. Well done. With the remembering. Uh, yes, it is about six days uh, to travel from Salzport to Archdom using the greatest treasure. And, he says, <clears throat> and um, now comes the unfortunate um, question of payment. Hmm. Okay. Of course. How much? 300? That was, uh, yes, 300 each. We appreciate the friendly discount. Oh, well, Cascas appreciates his friends. And the gold, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but, mm, and as he like takes the, the gold from each of you, um, including Ezra, who just silently Here, pours it out of his piggy. 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 Yeah. Uh, but Cascas made short trip is a bit more enjoyable this time. Hmm. And he, he walks over to one of the crates that isn't marked for Archdom, and he pulls back the lid, and there is actually a myriad of food, not just sardines in there. Uh, including a bunch of uh, bananas and mangoes, and it looks like he got a, a bunch of kind of this more tropical fruit that uh, Salisbury is known for. Mm. Thank you, Cascas. Oh, Cascas is very happy to help. Um, there is also um, spices if Bolt wishes to sniff. <laughs> Bolt, Bolt does wish to sniff. Put them in a line. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep the gears going. You have a spice problem. Yep. I see how it is. Spice is life. Spice is life. All right. Well then. Uh, just a moment, and he runs over and he'll uh, pull in the line, and he'll uh, call out to the dockmaster again. He'll pull out the pouch and begrudgingly pay the the docking fees over the past few days hand it over to him, and then he kind of just gently pushes away with the foot, with his foot, and the entire airship just kind of lifts a little bit. It's a little odd to have it being <laughs> able to be pushed by a cobalt foot, but soon enough you are racing across the sky, over the Aurelius River, right back towards the beacon. Uh, but Cascas assures you that you're not going to like fly through the beacon airspace at this point. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, so the, is indeed. the theme song as we're flying that beef? It's what's for dinner song. I would not know why that would be the song that is flying. Uh, <laughs> I, I would remember. say uh, maybe is playing the penny whistle maybe a little bit. Uh, Ezra, if goes Ezra's down fight. below singing some <laughs> mournful, mournful song. Nobody knows. <laughs> And it's uh, that montage with the little thing on the map. The boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so six days go. pass. If anybody has anything specific they'd like to do, work on any sort of projects or anything, I highly doubt it, but uh, nothing really happens along the journey. It's more of just kind of a pleasant, around three, probably actually two days in, you do pass by the beacon and you do see that all the fires have been put out. Um, 
the beacon's towers appear cracked, but they don't appear uh, destroyed. So they're still stable. And there is activity coming from around it, but it's not nearly as much as you've all expected from the tower at this point. Those of you who have been here gotcha. in in better times, and those, I mean, everybody's seen the beacon as yeah. you pass by your various areas. <clears throat> Victor would just uh, sharpen his knife, do his katas, and brood uh, alongside Ezra. Ezra. Okay. Make sure he has some brooding company. Co-brooding, yep. yeah. Mm, that's nice. Yeah, he. I mean, he doesn't say anything. Obviously, like he's he meditates a lot, and anytime you like sit down and meditate, he'll crack open that one eye and then he'll just close it. And you, it doesn't look like he's unhappy about it, though. He looks like he's uh, enjoying at least a little bit of company. He scoots a little closer to you. <laughs> Ezra, right your down. fingers slightly touched in the same spaghetti bowl. In the same spaghetti. <laughs> yes, in the spaghetti. Yeah, I was just hoping you were eating spaghetti, and it was at the same, the same time. time. <laughs> And then it becomes, then it becomes like tugging war, tugging war, slapping. Bolt, do you have anything that you're? No, actually, on? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna relax now that I'm a paying customer. Unless there's an absolute emergency, I'm just gonna be, yeah. you know, I'll find a if there's like a hammock or something, I'll just kind of relax in that. Oh, or, yeah. he definitely or my, my seatbelt will be just a magic hammock and I'm just kind of like sitting there in the air just doing this back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how it works, but I'll allow it this time. Um, and Keskes does show you the repairs that he made to the ship. It's not a complete fix. And he said there's pl plenty of instability still, but it's a lot better than it has been. So, yeah. And he does thank you for your contributions to fixing that. I'm perfectly happy to help a friend. And what about Eve? Eve will ask Ceridon to spar with her. Yeah, I would gladly do so. Mm. This, uh, sorry, I was listening, like, right before, I just remembered, like, right before I got out of my car, I was listening to this song called The Flying Machine. Oh. And so maybe this is the song that's There you go. As we... We won't be able to show that off. No, that's because, okay. Yeah, it's going to get demonetized. <laughs> Let's just mute it for three and a half, four minutes. Everybody just sit and talk. <laughs> it's a pretty song. What happened? I do uh, want to hear it. Um, yeah, I, I would spar. Okay. I, right. I I would say that Sere <clears throat> probably noticeably gets a little more and more like tense as we get closer and closer to Archdom. Um, just as She's sort of, you know, thinking about the upcoming, hopefully, confrontation with Plenty. Um, she gets a, yeah, she gets a little less sort of herself, a little less, um, you know, uh, relaxed, easygoing, whatever, and just a little more, I wouldn't say like snappy, but just like um, maybe withdrawn or quiet or sort of broody maybe Ezra's rubbing off on her <laughs> the three of you are down in the, in the cargo hold just yeah. <laughs> sorry this is exhausting <laughs> all these um, broody people so does that affect are you eating mango strawberry or does she um, become more intense <laughs> I mean she I, she definitely yep. wouldn't like I don't know get more like aggressive definitely not with Eve but maybe distracted so yeah, if anything, maybe she's not as like 
good as she might otherwise be, mm. I would okay. say. Saradon, we both know you are the superior fighter. Oh, I don't know about that, Evie, but I'm sorry. I just, the closer we get to, to Archdom, the more distracted I'm becoming, in case you haven't noticed. I'm just thinking a lot about Aventhi and, well, I guess I'm getting a little nervous. When we faced him before, we were able to defeat him, but that was merely a, a sliver of, of what he is and what he's become. I worry that, well, I worry that we might not be strong enough to defeat him. Well, I don't, I don't think your fears are... I don't think you have anything to worry about, but it's okay if you're afraid. I suppose I'm less afraid for myself and more afraid of the fact that I'm bringing my friends and family and and the ones I love into danger again. I worry that I won't be strong enough to to, to protect you all. Sari, this is our fight as much as it is yours. You have to know that. And yes, of course. <laughs> you don't have to worry about anyone dying except for me. That's fine. Victor usually dies the first. <laughs> But then we can leave the battle after him again. <laughs> it's in honor. Well, and I, I'll admit that having these rings does give me some modicum of comfort. In case things do go. In case south. Victor dies. Well, <laughs> sure. As long as he's the only one who dies. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Evie. That does make me feel better. And I and I, I know that... Uh, that it's not just my fight. It's it's all of ours, and frankly, banana time. We're we're, we're fighting. Oh, that meant have time. We're okay. fighting for the entire world, and I know that. Well, with you at my side, and and the rest of the watch. I like our chances. I like our chances. As do I. What is life if you're not dancing on a razor's edge? Hmm. Um, peaceful and serene. That is too boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. I don't think I could. I, can, I don't think I could live that way for, for very long myself. Good point, Vicky. Well, um, banana. Uh, sure. <laughs> banana. Again, I thought that meant hugged. <laughs> <laughs> I will point out that these are the um, the bananas that everybody knows, the genetically engineered ones, magically engineered in this world. But uh, mm. they are definitely not the bananas that uh, are typical bananas, which are <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a regular banana before? Like in the wild? Like, no. like no, it's <laughs> a non a non-modified a, a non-modified banana. Yeah, they ones are, are ravaged. They are really they are really bad yeah, yeah, with so the seeds and everything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Regardless of um, you thinking it's your fight and you're dragging us in, we all have something at stake here. The barriers cause nothing but hardship for all of us, whether directly or indirectly. Uh-huh. So we would all benefit from its destruction. So I'm 
I know I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but I feel like I know you well enough that we're all going to be in it together to the end. <sighs> yes, that's true. Thank you. I suppose I do have a little bit of concern as well over what's going to happen with the choir when we defeat him. Um, I don't know if, well, I don't know. I don't know what happens with my, with, with their patronage of me. I don't know what happens with that splinter that sort of is, I don't know if they're inside me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not creepy. Makes me. There's nine art. A little worried. <laughs> 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 there you're very nervous. It's just causes. Part hummingbirds. But I'm sure it will all work out in the end. There are there are very very strong magics in this world that even if something were to happen to you or the choir, we could figure it out. It might take some time, but I'm very long lived and I don't I don't feel like I would take a rest until we could get you back. Mm. Thank you, Bolt. Your confidence is more reassuring than you know. Right then. Okay. So the journey continues on. I would say, um, Victor, after a couple days of meditating, uh, I think you do find out the name of that kunai um, that you got from Lyra. And what that name is? Moonfang. Moonfang. Okay. So congratulations on the two names of Moonfang. What is a moon? Well, you see, and then Bolt's going to go into this, like, almost lecture, you know. I'm like, oh, where's a chalkboard when you need one? Keskes uh, <laughs> had to use it for the underside of the ship. Oh, that's what that greenish patch was. Yes. I thought it was just mold. Yes. <laughs> Is also mold. No. <laughs> no. That kind of hurts me right here. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think by the time you guys do arrive at Archdom, uh, Bolt has given you an explanation of what a moon is and technically like what it... I mean... Bolt really wouldn't know too much about the science of like why no, a moon just, is there. Just, it's just like yeah, generally just, what I mean, it is. A moon is generally a, a body made of rock or some other hard substance fairly large and I'll probably like try to describe it like the size of all the Malagoth mountains like scooped up and smashed into a wall and it pulled into the sky <laughs> yeah and it, it usually slowly circles a uh, a planet or a or a plane well you ask uh, what is a moon what is a seray what is a name it's a name ah so Sere is Eve's moon. I see. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> Victor that just completely big. invalidates your entire <laughs> lecture <laughs> by being like, it's just a name. <laughs> <laughs> well, all words are made up, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's a made up word. That's true. All right. So you guys have been up the uh, Gaius River before. Uh, or at least you have seen it before. You do pass by Ruby's Oasis. I'll say, yeah, there. Ruby's Oasis was is up a little bit mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. You can see the uh, shifting sands kind of off in the distance, ever blowing, ever uh, stormy, as it were. Ever shifting. Ever shifting, yep. 
leading into the large chunk of an area that is the Ungolan marshlands that hmm. you know very well, or at least you've. Well, as we as we pass, you, I'll point out the two towns, uh, Terraceburg uh, and, and Fa uh, Falcon Crest. But I'll also tell you the story of everyone in Falcon Crest calls everyone in Terraceburg. They call it Tariffsburg. Hmm due to high taxes, and everyone yeah. in Terraceburg calls Falcon Crest Felon Crest, because everyone, I think everyone there is thieves. They have, a rival, I, they have a rivalry that's, they've had for the last that, 40 or 50 years. That's why all the, all, that's why all the, the rooftops are blue on one side mm -hmm. and red on the other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is definitely how it is, yes. Every roof in Terraceburg and ever, Crest you know, are people from other sides, <laughs> do they ever get married or fall in love? Mm. Well, yes, I mean, it's like star-crossed lovers. It's perhaps. a it's a rivalry, but it's not a it's not law or anything. If oh, they do, okay. one of them has to fake their own. I mean, that sounds like it would yeah. be a really great Drink play or something. They just have to convert. They just have to convert the red and blue side. <laughs> They're like, I There's I really I like them, but I really don't want to wear red the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Deny thy color, and <laughs> uh, and then the river kind of narrows a little bit until it gets to its narrowest point and you see in the distance is the city of Archdom. Mm. Um, it's a little bit like Balin's birth, uh, if anybody remembers from Six Hills. Basically there is this big lattice work of all of these different cranes and pulley systems and everything that kind of hangs over the city like a spider's web. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of these, the little tiny whirly clamps, which or the big industrial kind that kind of just spin around and pick up uh, crates and that sort of thing. And there are plenty of tall towers that belong to mages and artificers and other tinkerers and such. A drop of oil rolls down the gold <laughs> sheet and I, it's beautiful. It's, it's probably Lots only about, Oh yes. I, I love this town, yep. a tinkerer's uh, a dream. It's probably only about three miles wide, but it, it, it does span the entire length of the Gaius from one bank to the other. So, yes. Yeah, no, it just, it goes all the way up. There's right. no more river right. there, they've expanded. Yep. Um, and it is, it's about 60 miles across at this point in the river. No, nope. oh, nope. That is uh, that's not the <laughs> quick to the battle camp. No, the Tarask is loose. <laughs> oh, one night, we one, one day I, I, hear this, I hear this tink tink, and I come running upstairs, and he had crawled up on here and was eating M and M's out of a bowl. Oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, he got, he got like like half the half the bowl. <laughs> Snack time, little rogue. Yeah. Um. And also notably, there is also a, there's an underhang to the city itself. Uh, underneath the bridge, there are these large, again, it's another lattice work of pulley systems, um, but there are buildings with rope bridges connecting beneath it. It's sort of an undertown beneath the actual city itself. And you can see it's a little bit- Did the arches go up pretty high? I would say they probably go at it, at its zenith, which, you know, it's not, it's not like a big arch bridge. It's more like a, at ground level, maybe about two miles up and then across and then back down again. So it is it is a very, and it's a marvel of engineering as far as anything goes. Uh, it was created by a group of dwarves that came from Malagoth Mountains and gnomes that uh, just kind of came from all over. And then from there, they just started growing and growing more artificers. So it's just kind of expanded from there and it's become its own little kingdom in its own right. You know what they say about tall buildings? Short people. Makes sense. Perfect. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Who says that? I'm pretty sure I heard you. Is that, is that like, a, like an eight rings thing? I just thought everybody said that. There's a middle know. part of that saying. I mean, think about it. Think about it. All the buildings. Tall buildings, short people. All the buildings you see. You go for you find a giant, correct? They have a big cave, big, you know, it's not, but it, to them it's proportional. You find a dwarf, they build giant things. Mm. So you think they're overcompensating for something, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. I won't say it, <laughs> but I'm not not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> The bigger the tower, the tinier the gnome. <laughs> and, and soon enough, Cas Cas uh, kind of like, you see him kind of pause. There's a bunch of airships flying over, and he looks like he's debating between the top level and its skyports or the lower level. And he says, does does companions have a preference on where they wish to be? <sighs> we don't. Um, remind, <laughs> remind me, like, out of character here. Um, sure. Because I am not a very good note taker. We know that we're nonsense. That we're Look <laughs> at all the notes on this. <laughs> we know that um, we're meant to meet, you know, um, one of those, one of the two uh, companions of um, of Empy. But we don't really know like where they might be. Nope. All you know from the choir is that a servant of Aventi will be here in about. At this point, about six days' time. Okay. Um, Was it one of the uh, three in uh, the Ungolan marshlands? There was That's no. There was the no indication of who it might. That's be. just you what we assume one. is that we, yeah. if we recognize, you killed, them, you might killed be one of those yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Crocodile. Okay. Now, didn't some of like Clan Shield come up here though to kind of scout things out? That they, they there was there was supposed to be a foul shield contingent that came out here from Gerard. He did say that. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Because I had, I had told him about the information that we've learned. Have we heard anything? Would we have heard anything from? You? Uh, you have not. Yet. Okay. No. All right, Sarah. Is there any way you can commune again with the choir and see if they? Got any more information for you? Because hmm. we're still we're still about an hour away. I could try. It doesn't exactly work like prayer with them. Um, but well, it wouldn't hurt, I suppose. Um, I mean, if you're you're part of the the this, or made of the splinter cell, maybe you can find some resonance with the others or something. You sing a song. Hmm. Well, let me see if I can make contact. Um, and she'll just go maybe below deck. Okay. Move over, Ezra. We're here. <laughs> Try and find a quiet corner and just, yeah, try and do a little navel gazing and see if she can, you know, make contact with, with anyone from the choir. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a religion check. Because it would still be religion, even if it's not religious. It's a one. Uh, a dirty one. A dirty uh, one. Uh, <laughs> because I rolled a two. Well, 
But I'm afraid to say that a one does not beat the DC that I had in mind here, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, it's really five. rubbing off. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it was a DC of two. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> no. you you sit there for a while, kind of trying to focus your mind, meditate a little bit, and eventually you do feel the presence of something like beside you, but it's faint. Um, you know that the choir themselves, because they are technically associated with the Venthi, putting their direction on you is like putting on the one ring, you know, basically with, with the Eye of Sauron on right. you. Um, so you can't quite get any more information out of them without alerting uh, the person that you're after as well. I, I'm trying to remember, did, I don't believe Gerard had like a, a communication. He did not, at least uh, there was none that uh, you clinked together. Or yeah. anything like that. All right, I'll just go back up and be like, <sighs> sorry, everybody, they seem to be Rather silent. Hmm. We might have to do this the old-fashioned way, and just ask around, see if we can find out if anyone has heard of or seen anyone from the Fallowshield Clan. Um, and if that doesn't work, then give uh, descriptions, perhaps to like a local constabulatory force. Um, about like that, was that a big word for me? That was very big. <laughs> constabulatory. I've been working on my vocabulary, right? Um, Peregrinations <laughs> and all those things. Anyway, um, uh, why, why did we all pitch in for that word of a day? Count? <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun. <laughs> um, to see if if they've seen uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, I can check the underbelly. I'm sure I have people contacts that might be. In I wonder if they might show up in in your little book of bounties. Not bad, they could check. I'll just start, I guess, perusing. Is there a specific person you're perusing for? Uh, I want to peruse for the, 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 the dwarf gnome. No. He was a gnome. Gnome. So I'm going to think of the gnome and then the other person that was with Hezekesh. Okay. The lady in armor, yeah. black mm -hmm. armor. We didn't see her face. No, she had she a left it all. We had we get a name? Because I thought, yep. yep. You had their names. Me. Give you a few seconds to see if Pause anybody can find it. it up. You remember what episode it was? Best of luck. Long time. It was, it was before uh, or after. It was the January. winter court, actually, that you guys were. That was before or after we tried to fight a bunch of giants and almost died. That was after. After that. Okay. <laughs> Half unicorn. Damascus promenade. Brachasa Tobin. Meeting with the king. It was the one where yeah, um, Order Town. Yeah, uh, you're it was in the Undergo Blast. Sky Whales. Okay. Further back. Woman in Further leathers back. and black horn helmet named Bruna the Black Scar. There it is. Mm -hmm. Bruna Black Scar. Uh, and then the gnome was named Galvin? Ganalan. Ganalan. Wow. Got a little gear cracker. From the Gear Cracker clan that we messed up in the whatever the you hadn't made that connection until now, but yeah, uh, I was yeah. like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> oh, Gear uh, Crackers in the yeah, <laughs> ah. the ones that killed the uh, Ceradon. <laughs> Ooh, now I really want to wait. Didn't we? <laughs> we didn't killed we all kill the people him? there. 
But this, this is some. Well, you, you killed, saved, you you killed saved that one shell. Well. That's right. But, but not Gadolin yeah. was one. And if you remember, before. as you were leaving, you found a distress beacon on the captain that had yeah, been little. activated. A little distress cipher. Yeah. And I will say, as far as the Book of Bounties go, you do not find anything on Bruna the Black Scar. Okay. But you do find a bounty for Ganelan, Gearcracker. Okay. Mainly smuggling um, and all sorts of other, like, piracy activities. And it is specifically a bounty coming from uh, both the Arcanum and Archdom. Okay. We'll say... 200 gold. All right. It doesn't give any additional information about whereabouts, whereabouts. Or, or have an illustration of anything? the face. Well, I guess we could read. We kind of remember it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah there is a description of the face. He looks very much the same as he did mm. uh, back in that episode, which I totally remember. Uh -huh. <laughs> Victor, do you have any connections with any bounty hunters here in Arshton? I mean, I've known a few that have come up this way. I haven't myself, but I could check around in some of the local guilds. That might be a great place to start. <clears throat> and then perhaps we could try and find some of the Fellowship clan and see what they have been up to. That sounds good. Okay. Do you two want to go check in with the local constabulatory? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, Victor, I could accompany you as a bodyguard. Or this is what I'm imagining. That would be good. The dorky little policeman from Pirates of Penzance. Okay, I had to finish that, sorry. You're fine. Okay. Let's see. Alright, so Cascas is going to pull in probably at one of the lower skyports so that you have equal access to both the Undercroft. That's a good name for it. The Undercroft. And that's a name I've heard somewhere else before, though. I'm sure. I'm sure it's some other thing already, but whatever I'm using it to. And then uh, the Overcity as well. So, And uh, he kind of pulls in, docks everything, puts the gangplank down, and immediately there is kind of this fancy uh, human dockmaster that uh, marches up the steps and and Keskes pulls him aside and, and tells him what the manifest is and kind of gives him all the paperwork and everything. And he looks over at you and uh, Keskes goes, oh, you you not be here for this or you not need be here for this. You can go. Have right. fun. Thank you, Keskes. Um, how long will you be here, do you think? Um, Keskes has scavenging to do. Um, so probably week two. Okay. Maybe it depends. If if you haven't heard from us and you are getting anxious about leaving on your ne on the next leg of your journey, of um, send us a message. Yes, yes. But hopefully we won't be too long. Yes, um, shouldn't be. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Uh, if you seize any kobolds, you let Keskes know. Yes, yes. Right, and this time we'll try and get a description. Yes, please. <laughs> if I can't get a description, I'll bring them to you. Okay. Or at least part of them. Funk them over the head. And... <laughs> Do you recognize this finger? Um, so yeah, I, Sarah would be looking no, for like some sort of like city watch person, okay. like to the local constabulary. Okay. Right. So, um, so that is the plan for you two. Uh, is everybody going with you, or are you splitting up? I think Do you we have divide you two 
I'm the leader, so I will tell you what to do. Ezra, <laughs> I forgot Ezra. Ezra, Victor, Bolt, please go to some of the guild halls. If Ezra so comes with us, he might scare people with his scowling. <laughs> okay, Ezra, you come with us. Thank you. And Sorry, Ezra. <laughs> we don't want Ezra. You take Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can find Maybe an... it would be better if I got us an inn. <sighs> oh, good idea. Ezra, you're on inn duty. Of course. Um, Keep in he, mind He points at like a clock tower and he goes, meet there at five. And he'll just kind of wander off. Okay, look for a room with a tub for Sari. Big bed. He's going to find one in the Undercity that's by something that's like pouring water constantly. And yeah. The tub, yeah. the tub is, they just like drop you into the water with the holy. <laughs> something, something tells me he's going to find the seediest inn mm-hmm. in yeah. town. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially since we asked him specifically to find us a nice room. I mean, he's kind of in the mood. <clears throat> we need to help him. Yeah, he's, in the, he's in a little bit of an NPC mood. Uh, he's on his period. <laughs> <laughs> so. it's, it's common with people that are orc horn or orky, orky horns. I don't know what uh, you call them. What, what is he? What he do you know? Is, no. Unicorn? unicorn. I'm trying to make a play on orc. An orc horn. Orc horn. Orc horn. Orc horn. That's common for people that are uh, banished from their. <laughs> Their tuition, whatever. Right. <laughs> Good luck finding uh, people to do charitable kind acts. I, I don't think that you guys know about that oh, yet. Dang that he, he's broody. I, if that is why he's broody. He has not told yeah. anybody about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only person that he's met, he made a vague allusion to being banished, banished, and understanding he was Victor, drunk. but that was mm-hmm. it. And so that's why Victor is just constantly yep. waiting for him to be Take ready. Take a nap. A warm rice bag helps with the crumbs. <laughs> just keeps walking away. He's going to the local apothecary. Get the thing called Motrin. My doll, I would recommend. Helps with bloating as well. Goodbye. Well, my doll is actually a, sponsored uh, by. Yeah. It's actually a place that creates creepy little dolls. <laughs> yes. <sighs> it's also the name of a wizard. Who creates creepy dolls <laughs> <laughs> and medicine? The yep. masterful my doll. Yep. All right, you two go. We're going to the local constabulatory. <laughs> I do an exaggerated like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Meet back at that clock tower at five. And if you can't make it, or something happens, send us a message. We'll okay. do that okay. Or we'll just assume you're dead. Do you have a way right. to contact them? Oh yes. Okay. I, I forgot the Don't trust that. Your bolt ring. Yeah. When, we, when we actually do try and go, you'll send your message and I'll go find some little kid in the town and be like, okay, I need you to go and take this message to them. So like, find, be like five minutes late, some little kid's like, hey. Find the half-elf, half-dwarf that cannot stop talking. <laughs> sure and, thing, and mister, the, I heard all the biggest about goose in that window, <laughs> boy. <laughs> okay, Mr. Scrooge. All right. Let's start with even Ceridon then. Uh, So again, your plan is to find, start asking around about a city watch, or well, I mean, I just assume that we'd start with it with some sort of city watch. Maybe they'd be able to. Yeah. So you you talk a little bit, and uh, you do find (laughs) you do find a like a merchant, but that's the easiest way to get information, right? Just a a nice stall of uh, just very simple jewelry, just like mostly copper and silver pieces, that sort of thing. Um, a, a gnome, and again, as you kind of like walk through the streets, this busy kind of crowded, uh, no real sense to the streets kind of streets, 
Uh, it seems like everybody knows where they're going, but it looks like it's impossible to navigate to people who've never been here before. Um, there is a short little gnome, and again, most of the citizens are gnomes here. I'm getting off topic, but um, gnomes, dwarves, there are plenty of other races, but uh, they're the most prominent. And there's a little, there's a the gnome man at the stall. He goes, oh, um, so you're looking for just like uh, some guards, some watchmen? Well, uh, actually, we're looking for some dwarves. I appreciate that there are several in town, <laughs> but I don't suppose you've heard of a clan fellowshield that's that's here from Malagoth Mountains. Yeah, a bunch of dirty mercenaries, isn't it? Um, I'd appreciate it if you. <clears throat> well, You're yes, actually, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no offense, man. No offense. No. <clears throat> it's fine. I, I know that uh, that sometimes we can be a bit ragged. Uh, the clan has has been largely homeless for quite some time now, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I hear they wander <laughs> around a lot, take whatever job comes for gold, that sort of thing. Uh, kind of leaves a sour reputation in most people's mouths. They're not the most pleasant of people. Again, no offense, me no, in here. I understand. Course. We're working on improving our standing. <laughs> they hired me for yeah, PR. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hadn't heard of any. I mean, there might be some down in the Undercroft. Uh, that's typically where. The mercenary types tend to go. Right, good um, catch. Thank, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we keep trying, no matter what. Um, uh, as far as any sort of like other guards, you got the Arcanum presence here. Although between you and me, they've been a bit scattered lately as well. Mm. There's, uh, there's sort of there's sort of two different um, posts, you know, kind of towards each side of the the bridge, and it's almost like they've been claiming territory, like they mm. were. Uh, like they were common thieves, <laughs> rather than uh, normal. I mean, they're not—they're not harassing people as of yet, but they are imposing the law in their area a little bit harsher and claiming extra territory. That's sort of thing. Mm. Let me ask you this: If you were looking for information or someone, mm -hmm. who would you go to? That's a very good question. I mean, I got several that somebody might go to but uh i might be losing a little bit of uh business you know just sitting here chit-chatting all day oh i'd be happy to purchase something ah interested in my fine jewelry i see i absolutely huh. am well what tickles your fancy um sorry feathers feathers <laughs> i'm afraid fancy. no feathers here <laughs> although there is a fletcher just down the way mm. they would have a few <laughs> No handcuffs either. <laughs> oh, actually, and he does pull out a pair of manacles that are uh, jewel copper. I will take those. Uh, probably five silver pieces for these. Thank you. Happy to do business with you. I know. Happy to do business with you as well. I won't ask what the manacles are for. I never do. Well, that's fine. So you were saying? Yes. Uh, as far as information goes, uh, there is a. There is a. I guess you can call them a guild. There's a conglomeration of um, information brokers, as it were. Mm -hmm. uh, they're sort of, you know, the the, the listener types that uh, tend to congregate. And he, he points at uh, one of the towers that looks like it has almost like a spiral to it. Like the stonework makes it look like it is uh, kind of like a shifting spiral. And he goes, if you go to the spiraling tower, uh, you'll be able to meet with them. They kind of have a lot of information around. Here and they might know a little bit more about what you're looking for. And sure. is there a trick to having them speak with us or? Lining their pockets usually helps. Uh, I'd be careful what you say around them though. They tend to take any gossip. I understand. 
Thank you very much. This has been most helpful, and I can't wait to use these. No worries at all. No worries at all. I am more than happy to help, uh, as always. And uh, if you uh, if you do want a nice fancy bracelet, and he he kind of picks one up. He's got this one's got a nice little leaf that we stamped into it, and this one's got a nice little hammer that's been stamped into it. This is more my style. Thank you. <laughs> of course, yeah, that does look like your style, I suppose. Have a wonderful day, and again, no offense meant, ma'am. None taken. Thank you for your help. Yes, of course. Have a good one. These are for you. I love presents. <laughs> so uh, we'll move down to the Undercroft here. Uh, as a reminder, you do have one more thing that you need to do in Salisbury over the next six days. You have a book that you need to do. Archdom. Archdom. Yes, I forgot where we were. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. I remember how Yep, you might want to look at that. Right, um, I don't remember how far back to go. Though. Preston, we'll let you kind of take the lead on this because this is more your city. I'll just be the like like client, stern one behind you, just doing this all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of go de- go around um, looking for a watching for signs and of uh, uh, these camp in different places okay. for you know like who's a fence, who might be useful for information. So a place that like a nexus where these underbelly um, mercenary types. Like to hang out. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah and you're searching a little bit for your bounty hunter. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of talking around, seeing you know if there's any eight rings in the area. Um, if there's any, um, yeah, just seeing if there's if there's anybody from from you know di- that have been from different towns, bounty hunters that I might have encountered. Okay. I know a guy. Yeah, you you definitely can say that you know a guy here, and we can we can play that out. Okay. Um, but first, I wanted to let you know that while you are searching for Thieves' Camp, you, you find plenty of it down here. Uh-huh. Plenty of fence here, you know, cops here, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but you do find one that's interesting. You find a white painted symbol of a butterfly, which is okay. an indication of a an Eight Rings presence. Specifically, the white butterfly is associated with the opal ring. Um, and inside of that butterfly is a is a dagger that is turned downward, mm-hmm. uh, which is an indicator that they are in need of assistance. Okay. And as say as you follow that kind of trail, you do find a few more of these same butterflies that are leading you in a direction, basically. Bolt. Um, aside from the unsettling image of the butterflies, there are. Seems to be there might be um, trouble ahead, potentially. Um, so, be on your guard. Seems we always run into trouble. But thank you for the warning. And I will continue to, to, you know, go through. And again, at this point, being a little more guarded mm-hmm. than just, you know, watching for any quick movements or things out of the ordinary. Okay. Uh, eventually, you are led to a tavern that is called uh, the Murky Marsh. I had to write that down for myself. So. And uh, there, that same butterfly symbol is kind of etched into the door frame. There's a whole bunch of symbols etched into the door frame. Other thieves can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can you can actually tell as you're approaching, there is uh, there is a kind of a teenage boy outside, just a regular human boy. And he is currently like whitewashing the side of it. Uh, basically, this is the kind of place that probably gets a lot of these symbols and they have to clear them off regularly. Okay. Um, you boy. Hmm? Yeah. 
Um, question: Have you seen any? Um, Pardon me, boy. <laughs> have you have you seen any um, eight rings around here? Oh yeah, there's one in there now. Perfect. Thank you for your time. I'll give him a uh, silver. Right, of course. Thank you. No, step inside. Look, uh, look cool. around. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you step into I'm the. Used to cheap down. Yep. <laughs> uh, you, ste- you step into the murky marsh. Uh, there is. It's kind of your standard fare. They serve some meadstead. They serve a little bit of their uh, special home brews, including including one that's kind of a uh, a lighter fare that they kind of towed up a little bit. It's uh, supposed to be a little bit more. I don't know how hoppy, like hoppy as far as uh, flavoring mm, like, goes. Yeah. Flavor. Okay. yeah. And uh, you do see in one corner, you see uh, somebody that is carrying the symbol of the eight rings uh, on their finger. And specifically, it's an Axtoli. Okay. A gentleman. Uh, he's got four arms, kind of that pale skin, like all Axtoli have. Uh, the, the, the pink fronds on his head are kind of tilted forward a little bit. Um, just kind of like he's listening in and he's just lightly nursing um, a mug of this kind of hoppy ale. Is it somebody I recognize? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it a person named Bibble? Yes, it is. It is okay. exactly Bibble. Bibble. Yep. Bibble Thresher. So, follow my lead. And so we'll kind of come up and sit, sit down uh, or kind of approach the table. Um, hello, friend. Um, is there room at this table? And I'll put my hand on the table kind of in front of him where you can see. Mm-hmm. Showing off ring. your your ring that doesn't necessarily associate you with a ring, but is a jade, if I remember correct. correct. And he, he looks at the ring and then he looks up and he, he frowns as his eyes flick up to the uh, blindfold uh, that is kind of uh, wrapped around his headband. And he goes, I remember you. You're that, uh, that arrogant one from the chrysaline. Yes. I don't remember <laughs> I giving <just> you. <laughs> I don't remember giving you the the symbol of the opal ring. How did you obtain that? And you can see like a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of a uh, a glow on these tattoos, these blue tattoos that suddenly appear, and they almost start like dripping with water and uh, flowing a little bit. Forgive with me. magic. Forgive me, um, Bibble. I, I, you are correct. I am Victor Odanta. I was. Cast out for my hubris. Um, throughout my travels and penance, uh, penitence, trying to fix the wrongs that I had done, uh, we had uh, actually encountered one of the paragons. What? And all of the, all of that, like the tattoo stopped glowing and just kind of he dries out a little bit. What, what, what do you mean? You have one of the paragons? You encountered a, a who? Who did you encounter? Yes. Um, oh, you're looking a little dry there. <laughs> <laughs> That's his assistant. That's his assistant. Moisturize me. My brain is saying Jaina Proudmore. Um, Dritia. Dritia. Yeah. It was Dritia. Um, we we actually saved her, my companions and I, from uh, dire straits. She was uh, locked in battle for a very long time. You you found Dritia? She is returned, and I believe she was on her way to Cinderheart. I. You mean Skullseed. Cinderheart Cinderheart is one of your daggers. Yep. That's all right. Skullseed. That's incredible. Um, And she provided you with that. Yes. And she she basically removed your exile. She has differing opinions from how we do things. Um, I do not want to rock the boat, but she said it was okay. I see. Um, well, Please don't kill me. <laughs> you're you're um, Kushina's kid, right? Yes, uh, Kushina and Tog. Uh, 
I'm, I'm not familiar with her uh, husband, unfortunately. But uh, sit down, sit down, and uh, who is your companion as well? This is Bolt. Nice to meet you, Bolt. He is no mere construct. He is very much a person. Treat him as such. He is as much my brother as anyone else in the Eight Rings. Of course. Well, welcome. Um, or so you say that there that she was on her way to Skullseed. Cousin. Yes, I under as I understand they are on their way. Um, There's some kind of uh, uh, summoning that is going. On. I'm not sure what. Yes, I did get the butterfly for that. I was about to leave, actually. Today was my last day, uh, hoping for a little bit of assistance before I left, actually. Uh, that's actually what brought us here for you. We found your um, your symbol, uh-huh. and that you're in distress, and we are here to... It, hoping that we might be able to gain some information as well. Of course. It's not so much distress. I was just... Uh, I was following a lead about uh, the origin of the Eight Rings, you know, and, um, and I was getting really close, but I... I needed some additional assistance uh, getting into the place that I I found, as it were. Um, but uh, that's very concerning. If my if the paragon of my wing is heading to Skullseed, I probably should head out quite immediately. Well, will we we can help you? If um, is there something that we can acquire or information to help you? I is it research? I love research. <laughs> <laughs> the opal wing um, is actually very that is that is kind of their um, specializations is historical data why am I letting you correct. talk then so <laughs> <laughs> yes that, that is uh, young Odonta here is correct that is uh, exactly what the opal ring is all about we, we want to make sure that uh, we uh, know everything about our history and the history of the world around us uh, we consider it uh, our highest honor and Kind of uh, lead off from there. Um, if I am, what was his name again? Sorry, Bibble. 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 His last Bibble name Thresher. is Thresher. Yep. If I am uh, needing to leave today, which it does sound like it is, if uh, I, I hadn't heard that Tortilla was uh, the reason for this meeting that uh, everybody's been summoned to, you have not received summons. Is that correct? I have not received the official summons. I don't know that I have been officially absolved from the Eight Rings themselves, just mm-hmm. from Rutia. Well, I'm sure that they will want to talk about all of this that's happened. Yes. Um, so I would recommend what, with when you're done with whatever business is here, making your way to Skaldseed. Uh, I will do that. Let's see. Do you, but, uh, forgive me for speaking out of turn. Of course. Is there, since you are the uh, wing that uh, records and documents the history, mm-hmm. do you have uh, a large library or... Uh, Most of our caravans can contain scroll work and everything. Um, it's more that each individual member carries a piece of uh, the total uh, knowledge that we've acquired, and when we meet, it's sort of a uh, collection of that. Well, perhaps if we do go to Skull Seat, I'd very much like to uh, hear your stories. Of course. Uh, typically, I, I, outsiders I, aren't uh, welcome at Skull Seat. But well, I, if if it's possible, um, I have quite a few stories myself. I'm I've been around for a very very long time. I, I you look like the sort that would be, and I would be more than willing to trade uh, story for story. <laughs> 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 um, I do, but uh, it sounds like time might be of the essence here. Um, so I'm I'm going to have to uh, ask you to take up this mantle if you don't mind, uh, specifically because I feel like 
maybe you should earn the the symbol that uh, Tritia provided you, but I was not privy to, if that makes uh, any sort of sense to you. Victor in the back of his hood, like, it's getting, like, kind of, like, irritated with the, the like, he <laughs> feels like he's proving himself and then like, looking down or whatever, but he's mm-hmm. going to keep his cool. I, we can we can do that for you, Bibble, and um, for perhaps in the future, um, I too have a lot of information that might help um, relating to um, m- missing portions of our history. Of course. Um, so, all right. Well, here is what I need from you. Um, there is a vault that is uh, in one side of the Undercroft. It's actually built directly into the side. And it's not a guarded vault, but it is a vault that is blocked by mm, magic that I cannot access. And I'm looking for someone that can uh, get inside and find the knowledge within. There's said to be there's said to be some sort of um, journal page that relates to somebody that was near and dear to the eight rings in the past. Um, and if we do uh, acquire this, a uh, few questions. Who will we be crossing? Uh, nobody, as far as I know. A, a vault might be a, a weird word for it. A tomb might be more a appropriate. Tomb, okay. Yes. Um, but it's just that uh, I have not been able to uh, figure out the secret of that tomb to unlock it. I, uh, I it's think we could help. We, have, we kind of specialize in... We do have some experience in, acquisitions. in tombs. Very well. Perfect. So... If you do that, uh, bring whatever information you find to Scott's seat, of course. Uh, I can head on my way and. Um, I, like, I like Bump. Yes, uh, oh, by the way, there are. Um, please, if, if, you, if I may be so bold, but uh, there are two that we are searching for Ganelan Gearcracker and Bruna Blackscar. Have you heard of these names or their whereabouts in the city? Or another name, uh, Aventi, is particularly of interest to my party. Aventi. Aventi. And what was uh, his real name? I had it written down. That was the dwarf that led the rebellion against Malagoth about 80 years ago. Yes, and he took up his his new moniker. uh, The... He has designs to overthrow an area, and we would like to have a dis- discussion. Do you him. have proof of this? Do we have proof of this? <laughs> um, I think if anyone would, you would. Because I wasn't there when you guys were in the. When in you the guys green. saw him in the yeah. in the locket, I wasn't there. But we but we've been t- we've talked to someone else. Um, Regarding Aventi, didn't we? Someone else gave us information? Or was it just the choir? Just the choir. Just the choir. Well, Well, and Gerard. Right, he is the one who gave us, like, the original story. Gotcha. So, and and I assume that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you got (laughs) updates. Well, um, uh, we we have a few accounts. One of my my, um, close. I got baptized. You had a ceremony. <laughs> yeah, ceremony. I right. can't keep a straight right. Sorry about that. You um, are homogenizing already. She, <laughs> she she is a patron to um, the the choir of the crags, and uh, and that was one source. Is the gods themselves have spoken to her. The other 
Vazdru Jarad of the Gearcracker clan. Well, I, I don't know how much talk I put into uh, somebody not who says the, the words of the, the gods. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree. It's nothing like the creed or anything, but... <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I definitely... I, I, all I've heard about Aventhi is that he uh, tried to rebel against Malagoth 80 years ago, and he was beaten back, but never captured or killed, as far as I'm aware. Um, this, these other two, uh, I've heard of the Gearcracker clan before, uh, Sky Pirates, mostly. Um, there are a few around the city every now and then, but, uh, I hadn't heard of any on this journey do here, you, but do you, you might know, be able to scrounge one or two up. Do you know if there's any particular places that they frequent, or a- would, anything at this point? I would check a few of the seedier inns. Seedier than this. Uh, as we'll probably looking, find, yeah. Looking around and... Yes, very much so. Oh. This is one of the nicer establishments down here. Yes, you find oh, good information in the speakeasies. And, and then, as far as that, uh, you said her name was the, the Black Scar. Yes, uh, we don't have Bruno. much information. We've we've actually met her once, Bruna, and I'll give her the description yeah. of. Well, I have heard of a story of her actually. Interesting. Yes, um, it it was a long time ago. Uh, there was an archaeological uh, dig team that. Uh, that went into the Pouncewind Prairies and, well, I should say archaeological dig team is a loose term. Treasure hunters might be more apt. Uh, they ended up destroying a clan known as the Red Scar Clan. Just some barbarians, elvish uh, wastelanders, that sort of thing. And because they were sitting on uh, a particular site that was supposedly had an uh, item of great power in it. And a few days later, um, as the story goes, they were attacked by a woman with one arm and uh, equipped with uh, nothing but a hand axe and an owl bear. And they were slaughtered pretty much to the man. Only one escaped to tell the tale. Again, as the story goes, you know, the, these things can be embellished. Um, nobody knows what was in that tomb and nobody knows whatever became of uh, the the woman who announced herself as Bruna, but her reputation as the Black Scar, the last of her clan, uh, sort of spread around as a, uh, not as a uh, Interesting. boogeyman tale, but more as a, you know, one of those, ooh, very nice. Yes. Well, if if you do um, encounter these individuals, they are, in for my party, considered very dangerous and um, are in league with, we believe in league with Aventi. Um, and it is Who, a, once again, has some very bad plans for an area as a whole. I very much would like to hear that full story, if you have a moment. What do you think? We have a few drinks. Uh, can we get some rock copper? Um, would you like anything? Uh, I've never heard of rock copper before, but sure, let's uh, go with that. Okay. And yeah, the, uh, the, the orcish bartender will bring over uh, three shots of Rock Hopper Vodka, as you tell the story. Do you tell him, like, how much do we tell Bibble here as far as this goes? Mm, I mean, from my perspective, any of the, I would, any of the primes, I it, it's like fealty. Right? So is like, he so a So for prime? me, yes. he is one of the primes. And so well, I would, I have been able to figure that out just in... Uh, Victor's mannerisms, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be meeting his eyes directly. I wouldn't, it would be similar to like how I would interact other than like prostrating myself on the floor. Mm-hmm. Same way that you, with, you talk uh, with um, Faust and okay. um, Udafi. With Bibble, Bibble, he, uh, yeah, 
He, as far he has a more jovial demeanor, but it, it was, and that would would be the only reason the that Vickers more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think we will tell him. Uh, yeah, we'll tell him. Uh, kind of like a like a brief, brief history of Sari, I guess. Um, of Sari. Yeah. Of. And like, okay, you know, and and the whole uh, getting pulled into the choir of the crags and mm-hmm. and that thing, um, and then we'll we'll talk about some of the stuff that happened, like in the Ungolan marshlands, yeah, uh, that kind of ties in because Bruno was there mm-hmm. and and uh, and uh, Gamelin was there. Um, and I'd, I'd mentioned that you know, like we know the we know the gear crackers from this. From yeah, well, yeah, we I guess we'll we'll, we'll, the, we'll talk about that we were out in the in the broken expanse. broken expanse, but we're not. I, I think we wouldn't tell them about no, not about uh, the world ending. Yeah, like we're taking or, uh, well. What's the if he asks Victor out? directly about it, Victor might. <laughs> so this, this is this yeah, is just I, a warning. So you're doing I, a, I think, you'll do think, a lot of the talking. I think Bolt was just kind of like if if anything came <laughs> up, I would I would just say that we ran into some pirates, of uh, the Gearcracker Clan, uh, out in the Broken Expanse. Um, finished our finished what we were there to do, and then came back. And I would okay. I it wouldn't have been like light. <laughs> yeah, it would have been super light about it. So yeah. not talk about. Um, Bibble does day. ask follow-up questions about what's out there, by the way. I'll just tell him, like, there's a bunch of floating rocks, kind of islands, uh, some sky wells. Aberrant mm-hmm. creatures. Very nasty. Yeah. Uh, and as you guys uh, basically discuss this with him, we'll kind of uh, pan away and pan back up to the uh, over city here. Uh, as you guys arrive at the tower, okay. the uh, spiraling tower, and you, you kind of step up and there's this... There's just this kind of winding path that... In fact, it looks like a spiral itself. There's this low hedge that goes around it, so you kind of have to circle around the tower like three or four times to walk in. There's no way to, I mean, unless you want to hop the, the hedges, which you can, obviously, if you want to try. Hedge hoppers. I'm not going to so hop like the hedges. Yep. Uh, so it takes a little bit to get around. Do you want to? That's okay. She who hops the hedges. I don't know. There's some. And, like, and there are some like nice there. little statues in there, you know, just you're kind of standing like. like your your fairies holding jars of pouring water, that sort of thing. Uh, and you're just about to the door and you kind of come around the corner and there is um there's kind of an older woman sitting there, uh, knitting away, and she looks up and she goes, Well, hello. How can I help you today? Um, we were hoping to She's the prime broker. Enter the tower. Enter the tower. Uh, what uh, is the reason for your business today? What brings two uh, fine young ladies here? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Is she part of the Illuminantes? Uh, <laughs> um, we are seeking information. Oh, well, you have come to the right place. We do have plenty of information here. Uh, perhaps you could tell me the question that you seek, and I will tell you if it's within our knowledge. We're looking for someone. You need more. To determine how much it might cost to provide this information, I would. Is it somebody that you are looking to spy on actively or just looking for information on where they've been? Uh, More of where we might be able to find them. We would be able to facilitate that. Go on in. Thank you. And she goes right back to her knitting. 
don't mess with her. If I if I know anything about little old ladies in the in the, like, in the front in the front of places that have CD back rooms, like they're the worst. If you don't bring the book back on time. She's the hitman. <laughs> she's the one that's gonna pull the big chain gun out and climb the desk. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, if you guys walk up to the tower door, it uh, kind of pushes open for you and swings open. Um, we'll go ahead, just put you in a nice little main entrance here, maybe. Are you ready? We'll do the creaking door. Would this be the vestibule? Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is the vestibule. Uh, and you kind of like walk in, it's a little dark, You the door kind of like swings closed naturally behind you. It's not one of those like... Magic, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not like that at all. And uh, the door kind of closes in for a moment there. It's dark, except for obviously you guys have dark vision, so you can see uh, a little bit of movement. And then the lights kind of pick up. And there is just, it's just normal torches, but there are uh, four women standing there, and each of them is wearing a blindfold. Uh, they all have very long hair, uh, varying shades. It's my turn for the eye. <laughs> and, and one of them does step forward, and she goes, Welcome to the Diviner's Tower. I hear that you are looking for somebody. How did you hear that? Out of curiosity. We were told from the uh, watcher outside. Ah. She watches. The Diviner's Tower. She watches. Well, yes. Um, <clears throat> I suppose there's no use beating around the bush. We're looking for a couple of people, actually. and. Frankly, either one would do. Um, we're not sure if either of them are here, but we're pretty sure that at least one of them is. I see. Now, is there somebody who is here currently, or...? Well, that we don't know. We only know that they will be sometime in the next, well, six days from now. I see. So you're looking for future sites, then? Perhaps. Um, though, again, like I say, it's possible that they might be here already. Hmm. Well, if there are within the city now and you wish us merely to search for them, we would be able to facilitate that for And she kind of like tilts her head a little bit and the other, the others tilt their heads different directions. 750 gold. If you're looking for us to find out where they're going to be or use magic to divine their location, uh, specifically if you have an item of theirs on hand or something personal. Uh, we could do that for about 1,500 gold. Mm. I wonder what would happen if you tried to divine using Sere, because you're part of the crag. They're not, they're not part of the choir. That's the problem. <laughs> um, hmm. They're they close to someone that is, though. Well, let me ask this. If we give you the 750, and it turns out that they're not here yet, could we put that amount towards the 1500 uh, for the future div divination? Go ahead and give me a persuasion check, if you wouldn't mind. I was hoping you would ask that. <laughs> That's a uh, 16. Uh, she smiles, and she says, very shrewd. I like it. I suppose if there is no clear answer from our information network, uh, divination would definitely be amenable and we'd be willing to discount the price. We do want to make sure that you are 
given the proper information, after all. <sighs> Very well. She'll give her 750 gold, and say. Okay. And you kind of hold it out, and um, she waves a hand, and one of the side doors opens up, and a construct comes out, actually. A little uh, thin-framed um, animated armor, just kind of like smaller uh, one, but with a tray, and it lets you set the money on it. And then it walks away. Very well. Tell us who you're looking for. Well, the first is a gnome by the name of um, Ganelon Geercracker. Okay. Can you describe him at all for me? Um, yes. Short. Give me, give me a description. No <laughs> did we, did we get a description? Before? I, I honestly don't remember it. It's okay. here <laughs> for anybody right. who wants to go see it. But I will let you go ahead okay. and describe what you think or what Ganelin looks like. He is a gnome, of course. Like I said, so short, balding on top, white sort of fringe hair around the sides, but it's kept very short. He has a, a white goatee mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. and a patch over his left eye. Um, beyond that, uh, he's he's a pirate, you see. And so he dresses in silks and lace, at least he was when we saw him, with a rapier at his side. Um, no parrot on his shoulder, mm. but I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> no peg leg either. <laughs> Very well. We will confer. And they all kind of like step away and turn around and kind of like bring their heads in close together and start just like muttering to each other. Um, and if you want, you can Engaging try to eavesdrop. the gossip network. Yeah, yeah I try and eavesdrop. Okay. They're uh, called gossip girls. They're called the, the diviners. The golden gossip girls. 11. <laughs> 11. Um, you hear it, but it is in uh, Celestial. You speak Celestial? Primordial. Primordial. Close. If I was there. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's very interesting to hear people speaking celestial. It's not a very common language. Yeah. Um, and after a few moments, uh, they they break away and nod. And then the, uh, the one that has been speaking with you turns around and she goes, Ganelan is not in Archdom currently. However, we have reason to believe that his people are meeting here in about six days, actually. Ah. They'll be meeting in the Underproft with a group known as the Black Teeth. Black Teeth. Yes, it's a run by that angel lady. <laughs> bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> bad teeth. <laughs> I knew she had dangers. They are... They are a rather... proper word that I'm looking for here. And she kind of turns her head and one of the others speaks up and says, mangy. They are a rather mangy group of were-rats that uh, operate around the Undercroft, a little gang of them. Are they mercenaries or just miscreants? Miscreants, thieves, brutes. I guess you could call them mercenaries in some very big stretch of the term. Right. Um, any location in particular that you would know of? Oh, we can provide you with a general map of their territory. And she waves her hand again, the animated armor comes rattling back out with the plate and it's got a roll-up map that is uh, a, kind of a map of Archdom's Undercroft. Okay. Yeah. 
and shoot, and they'll point out where yep. they're yeah teeth. basically yeah they'll unroll it and it's already like there's already a, a marker that has uh, one of the sections kind of like it's maybe it's like, like their territory three or four blocks that is their territory yeah right perfect well this is probably enough to go on to say Evie one more thing. I can sense that there's information that you have. We'd be willing to pay for anything interesting that you might have to provide. Hmm. I'm afraid the information I think you're looking for is not for sale. Hmm. A shame. Now I'm curious. What Make a constitution. Does <laughs> <laughs> you feel your mind being? I'm thinking our spell scroll. How we're gonna do all the things. <laughs> right. Um, let's see, uh, I know a great place to get goulash in Terrebonne. Oh, we are aware of that place. <laughs> um, what else? The gumbo, yeah. <laughs> gumbo Cast. and goulash. <laughs> He's expanded. Gumbo. Um, the gumbo and goulash important. I mean, do you have any specific questions that you want to ask, or are you just generally looking for us to give you whatever juicy gossip we have and then pay us accordingly? Uh, she's actually going to step up to Eve, and she's going to lean in really close. Again, she's blindfolded, but you feel like she's piercing right through mm -hmm. your eyes. And she says, what happened to the beacon? Hmm. Wow. It's rather unfortunate turn of events. Uh, how much are you willing to pay? <laughs> <laughs> We'd be willing to refund your 750. That's not mm, nearly enough. No, I think this information is much more valuable than that. Um, but if you decide to increase your price, let us know. And she kind of tilts her head a little bit again, <laughs> and the others tilt their heads, and she says, 1,500 gold. I'll tell you well, what. Good timing, Serenski. <laughs> you are wonderful, description. <laughs> Dad, there is another we are looking for. Of course. And if you can tell us where he will be in six days, then perhaps we could share our information with you. His name is Aventhi. Interesting. That would require divination, if you're willing to wait a moment. Okay. Uh, and they, they will go back to the center of the room. Uh, you're kind of ushered off to the side by uh, the one that's been speaking with you. And they're going to set down and in this kind of ritual circle, light some candles and put like a bowl in the middle. And they're all going to kind of lean over it. And they just start like chanting again in celestial and rocking back and forth. Um, there's some incense that starts flowing through the air from kind of holes in the ground. You assume there might be something somebody under there that is uh, starting it up. Um, and after about after about 10 minutes, they all kind of stop and freeze and just stare into the bowl. And the water uh, goes from clear and starts rippling and then it goes murky and then black. And then these dark tendrils start rising up mm -hmm. out of it. And the, all of them just start like rushing away out of the circle. And the tendrils are actually going to start attacking them and wrap around them and start like picking them up into the air and slamming them into the oh, ground. Can, I, can, can we? Yes. Them? What would you like okay. to do? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd pull out um, scale breaker and, and start slicing Where are you the drinking? tendrils. Okay. They're going to fight. Start sneezing. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an attack roll then. <laughs> I feel like something's. The thing feels <laughs> off. <laughs> do you feel that wind? 
Oh, it's the same shutter I got about the same time you guys got into a fight in Southport. <laughs> um, that is... That's a 13. 13? Uh, so you cut through a few of the tentacles uh, as they're coming out, and as you do, like, you see that they're made of just kind of like murky black water, mm-hmm. and it you slice through it, and it kind of falters a little bit and almost drops the one that you're holding, but then it kind of reforms... Uh, it looks like your your weapons aren't being as effective as you would like. Hmm. Eve, what would you like to do? Mm-hmm. Do you have the prayer of ice spell? You can just be like, <laughs> the water. <laughs> the Master Ogwe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let me think. Um... Noodle, don't Let's noodle. See. <laughs> this causes radiant damage. So perhaps that will be good. I'll cast Moonbeam. Okay. Alright, so um, you kind of raise your hand up. You can The, the symbol of the trio starts yeah. glowing. Moon. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know uh, what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, now, it, especially now you know, you, you see that kind of like <laughs> shining orb like appear overhead. It almost like. It almost looks like there's an illusion of clouds parting and uh, this bright circle shining down of white life light and that shaft hits uh, the ground and just starts burning away at the tentacles. And uh, you see you see them kind of like becoming sluggish a little bit. Um, give me a, an arcana check, Saradon. Natural 20. Natural 20. You notice something else in the light. Um, it looks like there are, every now and then you see this kind of flick of um, iron chains that slash across one of the tentacles mm. and just dissipate it completely. And soon enough, all of the tentacles are gone. The uh, diviners are on the ground panting and just generally like, they look like they're maybe have some broken bones, some bruises, that sort of thing, uh, as the mood and beam fades away. And the one that's been talking to you stands up and she goes, that did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he is a bit of a bastard. He was, com- not only was he completely blocked from our sights, but he was able to redir- redirect our spell and change what it was. Mm-hmm. There are some powerful entities behind him. More than one. Right. Well, um, what do you think? We sell the information that we have, or not worth it. Perhaps not the information brokers, especially. No. Right. We'll think on your offer. I would say that if you're not going to provide us with the information today, it'd probably be best if you just don't come back. Things we weren't expecting happened, and uh, it's put us in a little bit of a sour mood to do business. <laughs> Understood. Well, regardless, we thank you again. Sorry about the um, bumps and bruises. Broken contract. You can see they're they're already like casting some like mending spells on themselves and healing that sort of thing. Not mending specifically. They're not constructs. One of the contracts in my bag just bursts into flame. She says, "If there is anything in the future, good luck to you." (laughs) Thank you. Sorry, we just burned a huge bridge. Okay, so you head outside. It is the city of bridges, after all. (laughs) (laughs) 
plenty of other bridges to burn, right? Yeah, well, it's the city of Bridget. <laughs> yeah. It's literally built on a bridge over the top of the river. <laughs> yeah, we'll see ourselves out. Okay, perfect. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the old woman is just kind of, again, just knitting, and she goes, have a pleasant day as you walk away. She just kind of like looks up, just watches you. <laughs> she goes, <"I." laughs> She doesn't look up, but you do feel like she's watching you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so back at the uh, Murky Marsh, you guys have just finished with uh, telling the full story. Bibble is uh, very impressed, and he says, that is uh, more than worth the, the delay in my journey. Thank you very much. Um, if there's nothing else, though, I do probably need to be going if... Uh, if there is a meeting at Scald Seat, I should get there as quickly as possible. Uh, one last question. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell me the direction to Half Hall Forge. Oh yes, uh, that is on the upper level. Actually, it's one of the it's one of the larger tinkerer shops. Um, you should be able to ask any merchant there, and they'll be able to direct you. Although they might be a little bit bitter about it. Okay, interesting. Uh, thank you. Of course. Victor, the Phenoptical Reserve thanks you for your agreeing to this service, and we do not, uh, sorry, philosophical, philosophical, phenoptical, and uh, we do not soon forget those that help us. I, I am glad to be of service, and I hope that uh, you can forgive me of my uh, past hubris. I'm hoping to learn and become a better person. If a paragon can see it in their heart to forgive you, I suppose I can as well. Just uh, stay out of trouble. You know what I mean. No, right. no promises. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, he will actually get up and walk away. Well, I... should we share the information for the ring or go go meet them directly? I don't know if it's. I do. I do. Would like to attend to the the vault um, sooner than later. But if we're simply looking for information, that might be a detour. From let's. Um, I think after leaving the tower, <clears throat> Sherry would send him a message. Oh, okay. Say, I think we we found the information we need. Um, how are you? How how are you faring? Something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. That that can arrive at this time. I think we should uh, head on back and meet them at the, the clock tower and uh, discuss what we've found out. And um, if we have time, we could stop at the vault or a tomb or whatever he called it to try to to try to get into it and see if we can find what's yeah. inside. And uh, when Bebo, when we were talking to him, he did he? It was mo there wasn't like a time. No, uh, there was no kind of thing like it's yeah. not collapsing or something. Okay. No, it was just that this was his last day here before he, yeah. before he felt he had to leave to get there on time for the meeting. That's called seat. Um, but he would, so he was just hoping that somebody would come by. That might have more magical talent. Yeah, and, and Victor would definitely look at that as like a, uh, if other directives are done, that would become his private directive. Yeah. All right, let's go see what. Uh, uh, Sari and you have found out and, and then we can figure out where to go from there. That sounds good. Uh, do you think that there are many many magic shops we could stop in on the way? Or perhaps you can help me with this. I was thinking, I want to 
uh, not actually rain, but I want to get a poncho or something for Ezra that's always raining on <laughs> As That's a little outside of my purview. I'm usually building more mechanically. But you do like the fireworks and stuff, yes? Uh, that's. Can you do the same thing with water? Kind of. Turn on the waterworks? Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> like a little water balloon? Yep. <laughs> kind of. It usually wouldn't work on something as large as a poncho. Okay. Well, if you see anything in the store window when we're going, I think it would be a nice addition to his, his brooding. Something with a permanent rain cloud. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you guys head back up. You meet at that same clock tower. Uh, Ezra is there just kind of standing around. You do see a few magic shops on the way. None of them have a, a permanent rain poncho <laughs> at this time, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but that is something that, like, when you ask every merchant about it, they go, that's actually kind of a fun idea. <laughs> they all write it down. Like a, pr- like a prank thing. <laughs> yeah, just like, this This sounds like something that like, we all know somebody that could you give it. One. Yeah, you give it, like, a, a word and for, like, the duration of, like, the, the little mini drizzle. Yeah. For like ten minutes. I just like the idea. Like, the off. you put it on, and as soon as you put the like the hood up, it like <laughs> starts pouring. It's like, man, it's just surprising how that always happens. <laughs> and, and then you arrive. Yeah, so you all arrive at the clock tower pretty much at the same time. Okay. I got us a a room at the inn called the Copper Pot. The Copper Pot, lovely. And how are the accommodations? Good enough for Ceridon. <laughs> Ezra. Thanks, Ezra. <laughs> very kind. <clears throat> I'm. I don't want to play him too much. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, he's helping a woman across the street, or no? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, he's just uh, just do lots of grunting, Corey. Mm. 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 Channel your best, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. Short. Your services are are appreciated. Well, um, I don't know about you, boyos, but we had. Quite an adventure. We discovered that there's a tower of information here, which really kind of helped us cut to the quick, as it were. Though we it are not invited back. Right. What did you do? Well, I mean, I was not there to make sure and supervise you two. We cut off a few <laughs> pinkies, and they told us to get out and never return. Well, that doesn't sound like anything terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went in, Sorry, Scott. Um, paid them several hundred gold to discover that um, while they don't know that um, Ganelan is in town currently, necessarily, but the Gearcrackers are meeting in six days in the Undercroft with a, a gang of scallywag uh, rat, were-rats Excellent. Um, called Black Teeth. The Black. And we even got a map uh, that points out well, that's where they're located. I kind of feel bad. I don't think we... We just know that they were going to be down there somewhere, but you got right. the map, so... Right. But um, it will be helpful. So, I'm, I, I have to assume that Ganelan will be there. Um, we ought to perhaps find a way to... Mm. And to add to that, I don't know if you said this, but it's not just Ganelan, it's, it's his people, the right. gear crackers. Um, we have unfinished business. Yes, because remember what they were doing to that Baby whale. That's true. We should do that to them. And the kobolds, uh, was it the kobolds? It was kobolds, right? That they were. Yeah, they had kobolds. Like and they also had yeah. kobolds that they were oh. transporting. So you guys have met other kobolds. Very unsavory. <laughs> I tried to save them, put them in my bag of holding. They wouldn't let me. Get in! Right. Get in the bag! Right, when you got me killed. Yes, I remember that one. 
I did no such thing. No, I was liberating the oppression. That happened to be that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The dungeon master said you can't be killed. <laughs> that was that was Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so I think that gives us six days to formulate some sort of plan on how we might did they, lay in wait. Um, did they say why they were meeting the, no, the, the we black teeth? We don't know what the purpose of the meeting was. I'm sure it was very nefarious. Maybe um, they were hiring them for muscle or something. We also asked about a Venthi, and um, they looked into their magic bowl of water and uh, were immediately attacked by some black tentacles. Um, they said that not only could they not see him, but he was able to sort of reverse the spell on them and mm. almost got them killed. Fortunately, uh, Evie, quick thinking as always, um, managed to dissipate them with a with a magical spell. But I'd, I'd like to talk to you about later, perhaps if we have a moment. Anyway, um, uh, right. So they they told us um, to never show our faces at the tower again. So well, that's pretty oh, harsh. Oh yes, they they wanted. We we're going to do a wait, trade of wait. information. Are you exiled? Just that makes three of us. Just from the tower. Just from the tower of information. We could sneak back in if we wanted to. I'm sure. Because you know about. It's just yeah. a granny. It's just a old grandma the knitting at the entrance. What harm could she possibly do? To wait, me? what did she look like? Well, she had a big Gatlin gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, the largest mall you've ever seen. Uh, right. So get some. At least we um got we got the information yeah. before we were permanently given the boot. Oh, sounds like you had an eventful evening or afternoon. Indeed. Mm-hmm. We just found a, a very actually very polite member of the Eight Rings, uh, Mister Mister Bibble. Yes, we were. Um, Which apparently he's the paragon of the Opal. He is a prime. prime. Yes. Prime. Prime. Not quite the paragon, but yes, yeah. prime. prime. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. Well, uh, I mean, we've still got some time before dinner. Should we see about um, delivering this book? That uh, I would like to get that done. Yes, and uh, once we have completed, um, I don't know if you want to join me or not, but there's a vault with some secret information in it that we could mm. break into. I love secrets. Sounds interesting. Maybe after dinner mm-hmm. and a bath. That's true. It's mm-hmm. easier to find secrets <laughs> when it's dark. Again, that's Ezra rolling his eyes, not the DM. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it more dramatic when you break in in the. the Cover up night. So. Right. Mm. And and it makes it more dramatic when you're clean while you're breaking. Exactly. The bird guard sitting there is um, fine spices. Fine yeah. perfume. The guard standing there. What does that smell like? <laughs> That's a smell of danger. Danger <laughs> <laughs> doesn't smell like sweat. Well it is it is starting to get uh, later in the evening. Let's uh, let's go to the half hall forge and see if we can deliver this book, see if the gentleman is even there for the rest of the day. Sounds good. Okay. This uh, Magnus Fuel. Fuel. Fuel? Magnus. Fuel. So this was Fuel. the book that yeah. we are delivering for Ignis. Ignis. Yep. Okay. It doesn't take you long uh, until you find the Half Hall Forge. It's kind of a very large forge in the center of uh, one of many marketing squares. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of like steam and other uh, kind of more toxic uh, chemicals spilling out of it. You, kind of your standard. You smell that? That is the smell of progress. What's this place called again? Half Hall Forge. It reminds me of the mines in Malagoth. Never my favorite place. And there is plenty of blacksmith hammers that are going off as you enter Ding. in. And as you like enter in the doors, there is there's like a a service desk, and then behind it is just rows upon rows of like different forges and uh, workstations and such. I'll walk up to the desk. It's like a barber shop. Uh, yeah, there is a there is a halfling woman there, and she she looks up and she goes, "Oh, hello. Uh, we are we're just about closed for the day, but how can I help you?" Um, I actually have a delivery for someone that I was told works here. Is oh, their name is Magnus uh, Fole. Oh, Magnus, you have a delivery for him? Yes. Uh, does it need to be delivered to him personally? Uh, I would like to. Of course, just a moment. And she hops down and you, you watch her kind of go all the way back to uh, the only part that's partitioned off. It's kind of its own little like doorway room kind of thing. She opens it up. Very, very trusting here. Didn't even ask who I was. And she, she calls in uh, for Magnus and a few moments later, a uh, a tall man with a with kind of a big black bushy beard comes out. He he's wearing uh, brown wizard's robes, but they almost look very like worn and soot covered. The the standard blacksmith smock is there, and he's got some uh, hammers and uh, tongs and like strapped to the belt of it. He, he walks up and he goes, Ah, hello. Um, are you here for a commission? Or I heard you were delivering something. Uh, yes. Uh, my name is Bolt. I'll reach out. And he takes your hand, he kind of like turns it a little bit, and he goes, very nice to meet you, Bolt. Uh, fine craftsmanship on you, if you don't mind me saying. Thank you. Well, how, what can I do for I you? Sign here for your delivery. <laughs> if he was hitting on me, he would have his hammer. And he, he'll <laughs> go ahead and sign it. There's at the top, there's a logo that says VHL, or no, <laughs> VPS, Victor Postal Service. Things made of metal. What'd you say? I said, he is a dwarf. He likes things made of metal. Uh, human, actually. Just kidding. I may I may look a little short, but I assure you I'm human. I'm not I'm not a dwarf with stilts, that's for sure. And he kind of ruffles his his. I'm leg. not three <laughs> gnomes in a trench coat. Thank are, you very much. Are, are we human or are we dancers? I mean, you look like you're a dancer. My sign is vital. You looking? Um, My hands are cold. Looking for another knife by chance? We make some pretty good knives around here. I could peruse your wares while you. Yeah. No, no. Most of it's commission work, actually, that we do here. Uh, so, oh, but we could we could make a fine knife for you for sure. Yes, uh, I will. Yes, do you have a, a price sheet that I can look at? Um, I mean, it depends on who you want to work for. You. We're getting off of oh, my track here. Just a moment. Yeah, we, um, we can get to that. I have I have something uh, a book from Ignis Sol. Oh, to return to you, and I, I'll pull it out of my. Ignis back finally back got back that back to me, huh? And he, he'll look at it and he'll like quickly open it and flip through the pages and he looks all here. That's, uh, it doesn't look like there's any scratches or anything on it. Fine work. Thank you very much for that. Sure. And he will actually, he'll open up the little pouch in the blacksmith smock, you know, that is supposed to carry things, and he'll just slide it right in there and it'll disappear. Oh. Go, so, um, holding. I like it. Yeah, and it comes in handy. Uh, now, as far as that dagger goes, um, if you're looking for a custom commission work, what is the standard price for a dagger? Does somebody can somebody find that out for me? No. Two 
like two gold, right, Victor? Wink, wink. <laughs> so cheap, yes. Uh, well, I mean, it depends on there. if you want any sort of magical enchantments on it or if you just want to play it. Yeah, the plus gold one has got a dash in it for me right here. Let me Regular one is two gold one. pieces. Regular one is two gold? No. Yeah. Way to go. Right on the money. That's, me. Yeah, you get to come down to our showcase. Yep. <laughs> now, here's the deal. If you're looking for just a regular dagger... Do I look do... like I take regular daggers? I figure not, but uh, you never know with uh, people. We do make more than regular daggers. We make really good daggers uh, that run really about good five regular. gold. Yeah, really good regular standard <laughs> steel daggers. Uh, five gold uh, commission days about uh, two to three days on that one. Uh, we do make any of your standard enchantments. We'll make a mithril or an adamantine dagger for you if you want. Uh, they cost a little bit more each. Uh, or if you're looking for a heavy enchantment on something, we can do that as well. Or if you're looking to enchant an existing blade. Uh, I was perhaps, um, I'd like to with, how do you say that in meta? Is there any way I can enhance this blade? This is a very important blade to me. Um, his name is Shadowsong. Is mm -hmm. there a way that we might be able to give it some extra oomph? Okay, you want to plus get two, some magical sharpening on it. Uh, <laughs> you want a plus two? Yeah, plus uh, two or plus yeah, three. Yeah, we can get that done in about five days. If you allow me to touch your blade, of course. I know that there's uh, particulars that we would need to go through for transfer. Uh, you might need to be present for it, but... Um, well, there will be work over five days if you're willing to be present for the full five. Um, and that'll run you about, well, let's see, he did bring me the book, which is, uh, very nice of you, and I'm sure Saul, uh, said it was a favor, is that correct? Correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. that sounds Free like Saul. Charge. Uh, even was, it, all was that... it not? <laughs> it's supposed to be. No, I mean, that's just Saul for you. Um, we even each paid fair, full fair to get here on the airship. Let's say, let's say, uh, 2,500 gold. I could do that. Definitely off the listed price of a normal weapon of the uh, magical quality that you're looking for. Uh, yes, uh, but I, I would, yes, uh, only approved uh, people may touch it. Of course, yeah. We would, of course, I would handle it personally. <coughs> Excellent. I will, and I would like to be present for most of it. Of or maybe I, you could have Ezra stay here. Ezra, stand here for five days. Ezra <laughs> <laughs> yeah. glares at you, but then says, I'd be happy to help. You're so broody right now. Ezra, if you, I, I trust Ezra. Yes, I, I think that is permissible. Ezra, anyone else touches it, they are dead. Is it... Um, of course. Is it, is it only daggers that you can make enhancements to? Oh, all kinds of weapons. You got something else in mind? Yeah, she'll like summon Scalebreaker and be like, what about... Oh my, do you mind? Not at all. I'll take, I'll take a quick look at it. There's something in here. Something unusual. <laughs> do I get to know what it is before I start tinkering with it? Um, why don't you guess? See if you can figure it out. Oh, this is a fun game. <laughs> Why'd you guess what's inside of Sari? <laughs> <laughs> mean bones, mostly, I'm gonna assume. You can uh, wrong. Some other things. <laughs> See you right away. Just <laughs> glitter. <laughs> Once in there, two eyes. Yeah. Burst. <laughs> really? That's an interesting story. It's true. It was, it was a magical experience that really only a mother can truly appreciate. <laughs> you now have a you have a bond. Very that, weird. Y'all are yes, weird. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> You're not wrong. 
<laughs> and he and he kind of uh, wraps his knuckles against it, and he goes, he goes, "That doesn't sound like an elemental enchantment on it, but it sounds really close." I'm afraid you're stumping me. I'm not really sure what this is. Well, I trust you. Have you heard of old steel? Yes, I've heard of old steel. Have you ever held it before? I'm guessing I may be holding it right now. You're guessing correctly. Well, that's, uh... You know how hard it is to shape old steel? Oh, yes, I know. Yes, we know. There's something else, though. I've felt old steel before. But there's some undercurrent that feels, well, it feels old, like really old. Are you sure there's nothing else in here that I... Uh... There was um, a bit of, uh, well, some, some personal effects that we added when we were creating it. Um, it was the uh, feather of... Phoenix. Embaris. Yes, Embaris. An elemental. Okay, so there is a little bit of elemental in there. That's what I was hearing, but it's not quite that. It feels like you're, the the thing that forged this originally was uh, hotter than it needed to be. Uh, well, <clears throat> the forge was very hot. Um, I'll leave it at that. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, so you're looking to get to maybe the same type of enchantment as your friend here. I would love that, actually. If you uh-huh. think you, if if you think you're. Uh, Workers, if you think your craftsmanship is up to the task, well, all still is a little bit more difficult to work with. That's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think we might. And he looks around. And he's like, I think I know a few people that might be wanting to uh, get their hands and work a little all still. That's uh, always a good experience. Are you saying that this weapon might have taken upon some of the qualities from the forge itself? Yeah, it feels like it. It feels like uh, whatever forged this maybe left a piece of itself inside, which happens with certain magical forges. I, I, I mean, we have a we have a solarium forge that tends to make uh, kind of elementalish blades, and we have a few that are are just kind of uh, weird, strange things. I know that there's one particular anvil that when you strike metal against it, it uh, kind of uh, infuses it with uh, wind magic, that sort of thing, but. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I've never felt one quite as old as punches. <laughs> Forest damage. Well, how about wind But I, I would say um, all steel is a little bit harder to work with. Maybe uh, we quoted about uh, twenty five hundred for your friend here. Maybe about thirty five hundred for for that. If you're looking for it. Um, sure, that sounds fair. Okay. Um, <clears throat> in the meantime, I don't suppose you might have. Um, a, a finely crafted weapon you might be able to lend me just in case the need arises while you're working on it. We do, in fact, have a rent-a-weapon service here, <laughs> now that you mention it. Here's your loaner weapon. Uh, <clears throat> if you just talk to Busia up at the front desk, for an extra uh, she, gold, can, I can upgrade she can get parts. you... She can get you something similar, maybe not as uh, potent as this thing is, but... Uh, no, that's, that's fine. That would be lovely. I like to always... Um, have a spare, uh, just in case. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you're purchasing it outright, uh, she can give you cost, or if you just want to rent it while we're working on this one. Rental, I think, okay. is, would be sufficient. Perfect. Uh, go ahead and feel free to talk to her. And uh, In fact, um, here, let's go. And he leads you back up to the front. He says, uh, uh, Busia 
we're going to take these two weapons in. And he actually does pull out a small velvet box and opens it up uh, for... Victor, Victor kind of holds his dagger for a second. Mm. Just have a moment with it. Mm. Don't say that in the dagger. In Which the one is it? Shadow Song. The okay. one his dad made. Yeah. Uh, and he'll close the box and, and he will actually fully lock it with a padlock. And he, he has two keys and he hands one to you. And swallows the other. Thank and you. then he's going to hand the other um, one to Ezra, and he said, and he gives Ezra like a time to come in the morning to start work on that. Perhaps, um, if if I make, can I uh, add a second dagger to this order? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, if you got the money for it, I I would also like to. Um, her, her name is Moonfang, and I'd like to keep them. I've had 8,000 gold. From <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he'll unlock it. And he'll say, actually, he'll say, do you want a separate box for it or both in the same box is fine? I would like them to be together. Okay. And he'll open it on up for you and you can stick uh, Moonfang, the kunai uh, blade in there. Okay. Um, close it up. Not, not to metagame too much, but sure. I mean, could they could they go even further and turn it into like a plus three? Plus three? For... for uh, so plus three, what would the price be? plus three weapons, about fifty thousand gold. It's a huge jump up from there. Yeah, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like steeping it. You wouldn't get the next uh, level of that, right, but right. it would be. They could increase it if you wanted to. Uh, go can't higher. afford that. Yeah. But yeah, there there is a huge jump from two yeah. to three that I, I think is pretty fair. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, we see it kind of like writes you out each a a contract that they sign, you sign, kind of thing. It's all very formalized and she gives you like your ticket to hold on to uh yours will be done in uh in five days as well just it's about the same time um but they seem really eager to get to it and then she does say that uh if, if you want they have a, a regular glaive that is just like five silver a day rental or if you want to go for the uh, plus one glaive the plus one essentially yeah, yeah. Would you like to try this this weapon? I reach in and grab the the, sickle. the weapon of many weapons. <sighs> Actually, it's been six days. Let me find out what weapon it is now. <laughs> I don't trust that. If I could get it to just hold its form, then maybe. But right now, it's a longbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take the the, 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 the fancier one. Okay, uh, that would uh, that's going to be uh, twenty five gold per day. Okay, for the rental on that. So uh, when as we're kind of walking away, Victor is going to pull out uh, some extra cloth as well, and he's going to wrap his hand to the point where it's just kind of like in a fist and kind of unusable. Okay, so, for just his left hand. So. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, uh, uh, basically Ezra is going to come back the next morning to start work on that, uh, and everything. But yeah. All right. Anything else? Shall we go check into our rooms and get settled, and then? See about this vault business. Say that. I, don't, I don't have any other. <laughs> I don't have any other errands to run. So perfect. All right. So uh, you guys head to the copper pot. It's a very nice inn. Uh, Ezra did good, good work. Easy. Listen to. He didn't try and just find the cheapest place, but he found something that uh, was modest. And uh, each of you have your own rooms, except for even Saradon, who I assume are sharing. And there is a nice tub in there. It's not the fanciest tub, but it's. Uh, it's a copper pot. Cool. Yeah, it's a copper pot. It is. It is. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it's a large. It is a, it is a large copper pot, like a, like a giant would. Uh, like use. like a hot tub almost. Yes. Yeah. But it does have the handle. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, basically that night passes by into the evening, and you guys find yourselves down in the undercroft, looking up at what is essentially it's kind of built into the side, and you can see that it just says uh, undercroft mausoleum. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got arrows like. <laughs> yeah. It's just it is actually just like built into the side wall of um, the bridge itself of Archdom. Uh, plenty of buttresses around holding everything together, of course, and it is just called um, the Underproft Mausoleum. My favorite mission. <laughs> And it's a it's a series of crypts. Bold, bold. <laughs> focus, focus. That one, that one's over 150 years old. You can tell. You can tell by the tool marks on it. They haven't used that tool. In I've years. learned more about buttresses. <laughs> <laughs> I like I big buttresses in a can. Uh, but there don't appear to be like any guards outside the mausoleum or anything. In fact, there are a few other people that are kind of like wandering in and out. Uh, they'll like go and they'll light a candle at one of the crypts. Basically, it's this big uh, structure, like almost like a catacombs, where there's just a bunch of like interred bodies uh, in uh, caskets, that sort of thing. How do you suppose we get in? I mean, there's obviously to this. Is there like a front door or yeah. windows? It's open. There's just an open it's archway. Open. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let's just go in. I'll, I'll just start walking in. Okay. Uh, so Bibble we know gave what we're you, looking for. Yeah, Bibble gave you a little bit of extra information because it would be foolish if he didn't. Uh, basically, there is so a... tear open all of the all the tombs and <laughs> we're just gonna go in there and start digging them all. You'll up. know when you see it. Uh, basically, there is a room that has um, the statue of it is the statue of a we'll say it's the symbol of what's a what's a good god that we haven't Floral Nagan. Not Floral Nagan. Actually, yes. You know what? It is Floral Nagan. <laughs> Why not? It is it is a symbol for Floral Nagan carved in stone uh, that is meant for like far travelers that came to the city and uh, e either bought a plot here or earned their, their way here kind of thing. And he said to look for one that has uh, the symbol for the eight rings on it. Okay. So I'll, <clears throat> I guess, search the, I'll, I'll explain yeah. to them what it would look like. Um, so And he would probably write, it would be similar to the same one that we saw earlier with the, mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I, you know, bolt, it's the, what, the one I pointed out earlier kind of thing. Okay. And then I guess fan out and yeah. So we can find it. Yeah. So uh, everybody, roll me an investigation check. Stay within earshot, because it's not—it's not hard to find the statue room. Basically, it's like right. the far traveler equipped uh, area. What are we rolling? There is now a level zero. <laughs> <laughs> investigation. Uh, yes, investigation. Natural one minus one. <laughs> uh, nat twenty plus seven. There's a lot of other cool graves in here. You 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 start like pointing out really <clears throat> funny names that people have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Four. Victor. That was a nat twenty. Victor's forlorn, where he's lost daggers. <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely yeah, feeling that that left fist is closed for Something's sure. missing. No, no. Six. You, yeah, you and Zaradon are very much like giggling at. Uh, this is so funny. <laughs> Jeff makes me laugh. That's <laughs> <laughs> a random thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we know when you when you knock the head off that guy, you were like. <laughs> I, I have. You're cackling madly. I'm rubbing off on her. She's rubbing off on me. Don't tell me what There's you guys do at night. Let me grab. Uh, so there is a a name uh, on on next to the symbol. <laughs> and that name is Cassia Forlane. That sounds familiar. Is this the one with the? Um, that might be me reading your world anvil, though. No, that, nope, that way because um, Rutia mentioned her. Then she's the one with the bow. Uh, she is the one with the bow. Yes, she is the one that you guys have the letter. I'll from, call actually. everyone over, like uh, mm. Eve, Sarah, Victor. I I think I found it. Is it Aquie in here? Eve, yes. Eve. 
Sarah, Sarah. Victor, Victor, Victor. It's just like, Victor. What? <laughs> Where's my echo? <laughs> Why does he have subtitles? It's with shadows. Did you did you make a deal with the Fae and not know it? They took your echo. <laughs> I guess so. That's a great thing for the Fae to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In the shadow. Yeah. yeah. So you all come over and you do see Cassia's name. You remember exactly. I mean, you probably still have the. The scroll written mm-hmm. in yep. Arin that uh, she wrote. So I guess when we're, when we're there, um, Arin she wrote. This is this is her. This is uh, she. Is this her grave? This appears to be her grave. The girlfriend. Hmm. Yes. Wasn't there some from Hasmodee? Bow that. Oh, is this the one with the letters? Oh. The one that, that was ta- that was dating the uh, look the for the bow. That, uh, <laughs> Ezra will love us when we come back. Or is he with us? He's, he's just like laying in the tub right now, just staring up at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like some super emo music playing. And <laughs> he, he, he just like, keeps seeing just <laughs> sinks down into the water. Rain clouds, he's been very not himself. Best thing about tonight's that we're not fighting. <laughs> Could it be? Ezra's been this way before. What, what's her name again? Cass- Cassia. 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 And her boyfriend was the <coughs> the Jin. What was Jen's his name? Uh, um, hold on. I rolled it down. You just need to draw something unique for every I single know, session, that's uh, the, and then you can just because I know this one. This one I know. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, I think that's my favorite. Dealing of the the Wind Ladies. Mm-hmm. Raise name down. Jim Yotam. Yotam. Yotam in the where the Eternal Gale was. Mm-hmm. He was outside. This was Yotam's girlfriend, right? Yes. We found that letter. Yes, it's. Hmm. I wonder because he, um, Bibble mentioned that there was some either uh, uh, journal page. Perhaps there's more here. Um. So is it like a like a casket? Type of thing, or is uh, it like it's a like a stone, sealed, like it's like a sealed stone uh, portion of the wall? That and Bibble was saying that that they couldn't get in, right? Correct. Because yep. um, so I'm gonna if, I'm gonna go ahead and just like put my hands on it and see like, does it have any kind of like you know shock you enchantment thing just by touching it? Uh, no, it doesn't like shock you immediately. Can I can I spend ten minutes and do identify see if I can figure out any kind of um, magic on sure, it? Sure, absolutely. While he's doing that, I want to look around and see if there's any inscriptions or like scrawlings, mm-hmm. any extra. So it says, uh, if it's magic item or another magic imbued object, I learn its properties, how to use them, whether it requires attunement, and how many charges it has, if any. I learn any, whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are, and if the item was created by a spell, you learn what spell created it. Okay, um, so it's not a specific spell. I'm just like I'm like um, kind of like running my yeah. Hand as as you're spending the ten minutes, you do find an inscription in Arn that says uh, that that says the wind carries me where I cannot follow, and it doesn't look like it's a clue or anything. It just looks like it's like almost like her final epitaph, right? Mm-hmm. Evie, perhaps since we are. In a crypt, after all, you might be able to cast your senses about and see mm-hmm. if there are any undead in the area. I'd love nothing more than to actually make use of it. find undead. Yeah, but you help. You help find the fiend or whatever. Mm-hmm. At one time, celestial fiend undead within sixty feet. 
It's and not, not behind like total a foot cover, of stone. Total right? cover. Yeah, total cover. Uh, you do not sense any celestial fiends undead. Because they're still mm. in their graves. Perhaps. But they're there. There's always knocking. Knock, knock, knock. Not dead yet. So after the 10 minutes, you actually finish the identify spell and you realize that this this crypt has been enchanted basically that it's holding another item in it almost as if there's a specific there is actually a specific spell for this where there's like a uh, legend lore or not legend lore it holds it holds an item inside of it until the enchantment is broken i can't remember what it is but let me let me see if i can the inception it. enchantment <laughs> uh instant summons hmm. Yes, basically, um, there is a there is an item on the it's basically on the inside of the crypt that if you if you can uh, hit the right trigger for it, it will summon the item that is inside. Okay, do I <clears throat> learn how to? Uh, yeah, lightning damage. Them. Putting any lightning damage into the crypt itself. It appears that we need uh, some kind of. Uh, Electrical discharge ah, into it. I'll cast lightning lure on the. Okay. On the Perfect. Yeah. So the lightning hits the crypt, and you can see it like uh, it get, it gets caught in the words in the epitaph itself, and kind of highlights all of it, and then it highlights the name, and then the lightning all kind of like swirls together and forms into a scroll that drops onto the ground. I mean, that would make sense why Bibble couldn't get in there. He doesn't really do much with it. Element Victor, if you. Oh yes, yes. This yes. is your thing. You want to? I'll grab it and slowly kind of unfurl it. Is it, it written in Arn? It is written in Arn. Yep. I'll read it aloud okay. to everybody. I just sent it to you. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. He writes up this whole thing. He can't even get me my my last. <laughs> have, I still, have I still not gone no. to you? Oh my god. I keep forgetting to. Oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes the best plans turn out to be nothing more than fantasies. I attempted to use the ritual I acquired from that strange hag to breach through the barriers between worlds and make contact with the beings outside of an area. I had hoped that they could tell me what I had lost and bring, back, bring it back to me. As instructed, I marched to a high peak, offered up the most treasured possession, the bow, as tribute for the ritual. Uh, lightning blasted off into the sky, as it always does when magic passed through Ion Breaker. Uh, it raced through the heavens and into the clouds, but all that responded was the distant rumble of thunder. Or so I thought. It worked to some degree. A shimmering portal rippled through the air. Ionized lightning channeled through my weapon. Inside was a creature I had only heard in legend. Dazzling blue scales and sharp teeth. The dragon's wings <gasps> stretched beyond what I could see. And his horn was nearly the size of my body. There's a dragon. I know! I'm so excited. <laughs> he as we're just, as we're just he like, bursts like, like, <laughs> out of the water like, <laughs> dragon. <laughs> he like, yeah, take that. Yeah. Um, Let's see, the dragon's wings were stretched beyond what I could see, and his horn was nearly the size of my body. He glanced curiously between myself and the bow at my feet, then spoke to me, asking who I was and why I had contacted him. I hastily explained my predicament. 
uh, that I merely meant to call someone who could help me find the memories I had lost, that I knew that they were there. In exchange, I would give them whatever he required. He introduced himself as Skarnoff Razorthing, a draconic mage of some renown, but no god that could, that, that could grant wishes. However, he was intrigued by my offer and my story, so he offered to help me in exchange for a chance to examine the bow in my possession. I agreed, readily eager for any scrap of information. When he held up a claw to halt my eagerness, I sat and listened. Uh, yeah, I sat and listened. He said that he. Uh, sorry, in here it, the handwriting got more messy. From <laughs> <laughs> as a link between sorry. our <laughs> two realms, and examined uh, as a link between our two realms and examined it, he could feel the powerful magic trying to push him e away even now, but with enough time to study an artifact from my world, he might be able to reveal the memories locked away within me. He could then fully rip. Through our, he could then fully rip into our realm, and he would return the weapon to me, and unlock my memories. When I agreed, still quite eager for any hope, he took the weapon, and promised to return as quickly as he could. Then the portal closed, and I was left alone once again. I stayed for months, hoping to see, hoping each day to see the crackle of energy that would herald his return, but it never came. But instead came for wanderers men and women of all races, though primarily Janasi, who followed the energy of my Ion Breaker and had released into the sky. It called them and brought them together. Though none of them could say why, I stayed with them for months, feeling a bit more at home with our little encampment than I ever had anywhere else in my travels. When I finally realized I had been tricked by a greedy dragon, it crushed me. It was a gradual realization, but one that I came to eventually. Not even my new friends, who I had begun forming deeper bonds, low battery, um, <laughs> could <laughs> soften the blow. So I retreated, as I always do. I scurried back to my place where my memories began, returning to my original goal of waiting for those who, those I lost to find me. But they never will. It is a fantasy. I will die alone, as I was destined to, dreaming about something that might not even be real. This will be my last time thinking of what I had lost. It is time I moved on. Whoever you are, I will miss you always. Garcia. Hmm. Tragic. What, what, what memories do you suppose it was that she had lost? Perhaps what? the loss really? of her love. I wonder if she had forgotten her, her precious the love, the djinn. But why would she have forgotten him? Because... When they resealed the portal, they, people forgot ah, about Hesmond Day. Of course. Yeah. I, think, I think there was a letter or something that kind of talked about that, too. Mm -hmm. That was the yeah. original letter that you guys had. Not that, uh, basically, that explained that they no longer knew each other. It was just... It was her. It was basically she was writing to him and saying like, "Oh, I'll come see." It was more like transact, not transactional, like, <laughs> like somebody like you leave a note for a loved one, like, "Hey, mm -hmm. I'll be back after dinner." Blah blah blah. Well, that definitely You're makes me want to find yeah. and kill that Skarnoff. What a jerk! They Except he's uh, probably not in our world, I suppose. What was the name? Did did the um, yes, yes. 
what did he say his name of his dragon was? It wasn't Skarnoff. No, he did tell us who it was. It was, was like, a red dragon. Do you think that he might know of this? He, he didn't he specifically didn't tell you what type of dragon it was. Uh, his name was Zolzirus, though. Zolzirus. Maybe they were enemies? I don't know, but um, that is interesting. I'm sad we do not have the bow to be give to Ezra. Yes. But, Easy will be but we know where it is. Steeping, sort of. steeping in a dragon's heart yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ezra was looking for Iron Break, right? Yeah. He wanted it. So, what is it exactly that Bibble wanted? It was more the information that uh, about the creation of the Eight Rings. Uh, he is of the <coughs> opposite. They are, they are very historically motivated. They mm. like to uh, get, get information, not just history, but uh, they have a large information network across mm. kind of an area. They're information brokers, for that better word. Mm. Good, because we might have needed one since we got kicked out of that town. Oops. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get kicked out. Well, that's, uh, true. That, that's true. I bet that old lady would know. Uh, right. 16. 16. Um, so I'm, I'll give you a little bit of a hint here. The, the story that Cassie is talking about corroborates with what Dratia told you about mm-hmm. the formation of the Eight Rings as yes. well. In the uh, Tomb of the Moray. Basically, she said that uh, the the people who eventually became the Eight Rings were drawn together by a blast Flash of lightning in the sky, in the sky at oh. Skaldseed. So do you suppose that these Genasi and Cassia were the ones who first formed, maybe just the Genasi themselves, would formulate... Um, or the ones who, who started. It seems as they do not name names here, but they, they, she, and she didn't give like specific sound numbers. Nope. There were uh, the the people that we refer to as paragons. They are the the people who founded the creed for mm-hmm. us. It's uh, they're kind of like superheroes a little bit. What are superheroes? <laughs> people like us. I think you just made that yeah. up. Right. <laughs> heroes that are better than yeah. So, so is it possible that Dratia knows or knew Cassia? Yes. Very well. We should have asked her, right? We could probably ask her more information. I know that um, when we mentioned a little bit before, she gave us uh, kind of where the, their first memories came from. It seems to corroborate here in the page. Mm. Um, they are at, she's going to be at, at um, Scald Seat soon. If, if a, this is just speculation, but uh, if there was a burst of lightning over Scald Seat, Perhaps that's where Ironbreaker is. Maybe there's a hidden dragon horde somewhere. Or it that's where like the dragon, the dragon disappeared away. through the portal into the other world, though, no? Mm. It's possible that that dragon could have had something in an area as well. At least a foothold or a door, perhaps? A some, beaconing? Some we could look into. A tear in could, the sky. You need to go to Skald Seat, right? Yes. Where is Skald Seat located? I'm not sure I can say, perhaps, but I can bring if you there. If we guessed. <gasps> You're getting warmer. You know. Warmer. Do that again. That's Do true. Because you wouldn't technically be telling us. Is it near... Does he just like pointing at places on the map and just be like, loopholes? I have a map here. <laughs> Every time you point, Victor's like, Tell me if I'm getting warmer. <laughs> We're here. Hmm? Yes, over there. I um, maybe allegedly. Allegedly, 
Interesting. How is it that I have never heard of this place? I grew up in Malakal. I mean, you grew up on the southern shores. That's true. It's a big mountain range. It is a huge mountain range. There's a large fortress in the mountains. Hmm. Or the foot, well, in the, the edge of the mountains, up in the hills. I would very much like to visit this place. It sounds like uh, Bibble might be able to vouch for you. It's uh, there's very strict visitation to this place. Uh, again, it's like a holy. Well, we did for us. we did save Tritia's life. So it is true. She can vouch for you, Sorel. Well. I'm sure. Well, let's kill Aventi, save the world, and then. And then we can pretty much get into anywhere we want. <laughs> well, if you know that thing, yeah, we did that. Unless everybody just forgets it all of a sudden, then or they all hate us for getting memories back. <laughs> Uh, everything I forgot. They were happier than that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, after a few moments of quiet contemplation in the crypt, uh, everyone can head on out. Yeah. No Victor will take the two scrolls, the one of her, her original letter and then this <coughs> other one, and just kind of like gingerly put them together and okay. stow them away. Very nice. Um, I, will, I will remove the mark. Uh, of a rings off of it. Okay. As kind of like, just kind of like a gesture of like, leave this, you know, like no one else can come and mess with this mm -hmm. place. You know, it's not really something that sticks out like a sore thumb type yeah. of a deal. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and just do a quick fast forward here uh, because the next five days pass oh, with right. just kind of like you guys exploring the city. Yeah. Like it's a very fine city. There is plenty of other things to do. There's all Our these little fights. like trinkets, shops that you can go to. I go on the world famous buttress tour. Yep. They, you definitely <laughs> drag somebody, you drag Ezra along uh -huh. on the buttress tour. Because he doesn't say no. Yeah, because he can't say no right now. Um, <laughs> That's what you get now for not being here. <laughs> um, Buttresses. Yep. And like, try. They've got, they've got some cute little like <laughs> there's actually a science fair that goes on or a, an artifice fair where all these like little up-and-comer artificers have created uh potatoes that light uh a light bulb and things like that or, or you know random rube goldberg machines that sort of thing so you guys can wander around that because it is like a public event that anybody can go to and that's pretty fun and of course uh, ezra does go every morning and spends a few hours while uh, the blade is being worked on. Um, and then uh, he does report back that there's like five people working on the glaive pretty much at once. So all trying to forge it and steep it and in their magic, not in yeah, yeah. draconic magic. Yeah. <clears throat> Amateurs. <laughs> while he's gone, Victor's gonna be like, all right, now that he's gone, we need to come up with a plan to cheer him up. I'm thinking raining forever, Poncho. No, I think we keep bringing rid this of up. rain. But I don't think that's gonna Sometimes make Sometimes too much catharsis can be too much. Maybe a cake. poncho that is always sunshine. Right. Something like that. That sounds <laughs> it's hot. Pulls it's up like the hood and there's just like a light on the face. Right, right, right in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like being in a get, desert. Get, a rac get the raccoon eye going on like you're in a, yeah, like you're in a yeah. TOS episode. <laughs> I think we just need him to talk to us and tell us what's wrong. He's not Maybe really been one for talking. Killing a venti will cheer him up. That's your answer for everything. Well, yes, it's it is sort of the. Are answer you hungry? For I mean, it kind vengeance. of worked. Like, <laughs> vengeance kind of worked with uh, Julian, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For a few days, anyway. A few days, yeah. He needs to learn not to stab his problems away, hmm. or shoot them away. You stab well, them. Away. What's wrong with stabbing? Let's, let's teach away. him that lesson <laughs> after the next. Stabbing and shooting. Because <laughs> we could kind of use we him. To, we need him to not be a pacifist for the until we're done with this. Yes. 
<laughs> I have uh, turned away from the. Yeah. Uh, but after after five days, you find yourselves uh, back at the half hall forge. Uh, Magnus comes up with the box and he sets it down. And he opens it up and he goes, "There you are." Victor will unwrap his hand finally mm-hmm. and then just like take it out. Yeah, just, it definitely oh, is. Victor. Yeah, it does not smell. <laughs> we didn't bathe at all. It's like a cat. It is. It is symbolic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> symbolic. Yes. Please keep your hand over. I'll there. wash the rag later. <laughs> Every time he waves the rag, not the, <laughs> the hand. The hand will never be washed. Is that a thing? Uh, with with the eight rings, you never wash your hands. It's uh, kind of a symbol of mourning. Ooh. If you were to like lose your blade, you never wash your hands. No, you wash your hands all the time. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about when you, the the symbol okay. of wrapping your hand is it's like it's like mourning. It's like when people throw. Mm ash on themselves and throw themselves on the ground and roll around and cry and stuff. Mm. But it's more men. I call that usually a tantrum. Yeah, (laughs) it's fair. Uh, So go ahead and minus the the gold off of there and then you have two plus two daggers now. Sweet. And then uh, they do bring out, they said it took a while, but we got it. And they they hand you a scale breaker and as it like hits into your hands again, uh, you can feel it like thrumming with additional magic. It like rings as it's holding yep. through the oh. air. Excellent work. I'm, I must say I'm very impressed. I wasn't sure if, well, frankly, you'd be able to do what you promised, but you <laughs> definitely delivered. Yeah, well, it, it took a lot of work, but uh, thankfully we got some skilled folk around here. Let me ask this. Sure. Did you have fun? I mean, I won't say that it's it was unpleasant work. It was kind of the funnest work I've had in a little while here. Good. How was Ezra? Quiet. Oh, he <laughs> the did best. This. It's the best observer that I've ever had here, actually. Oh, so it's too bad. I was hoping he would like open up or something to someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're here. The half hall does does have a uh, therapy wing. <laughs> blacksmithing and therapy. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's blacksmithing therapy. Yep. You you blacksmith and yeah, you talk you, about you, your feelings. You pound out that anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a rage room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you the easiest way, the easiest way to well. shape alt steel is like this. Yep. I'll shape the steel and then. <laughs> do you got? Do you have time that we can like chat a little bit? Maybe, maybe later. Uh, Are you propositioning right. him? I mean, if that's what it <laughs> takes to talk about the shield, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, and then minus uh, the for five days, the twenty-five gold oh, yeah. as well. Make sure you minus that off. And and you turn in your weapon. It was right. twenty-five. Per day. Per day. Mm-hmm. So, yes. One yep. Uh, and then, yeah. Again, we'll kind of just fast forward. There's not really much else going on. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we just uh, we lots need, of we need to go. Yeah, we need to go to uh, the place where the the black teeth are. Yes, that's tomorrow. Um, I mean, I doubt they're just going to let us walk into their territory without a fight. But I'd like to be in position for whenever this meeting happens. Perhaps we could go do some reconnaissance, see what is there before their yes. meeting. I could probably also find some eyes and ears that don't um, tip off others in the city. At some point, would I run into any peskies in the city during our stay? Oh, um, what do you mean by that? He's the guy Pesky? in the tower. He's the goblin. Oh, yeah. No, you have not run into okay. him yet. No. Although, uh, if you do want, we do have that. I know a guy if you wanted to uh, run yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just just see if, if you know, I, I could see if uh, we have a location. Um, 
maybe see if there's a, an alley we could duck behind or I don't know I could disguise myself or at least make myself unseen fairly, fairly easily but I'm good at that too but people can feel his scowling pointing to Ezra right <laughs> It's like he's in the other in the corner of the room. You just kind of feel it. It's heavy. I'll be in the tub. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in the pot. <laughs> yes, the pot. <laughs> it's a lovely pot. All right. Uh, so yeah, who would like to scout this this place out? Um, I mean, I definitely would be wanting to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, shall we all go in case there's trouble? A bit of a scuffle. I think that's wise. Perhaps you two go ahead. Bolt and I will hang back. Ezra, are you coming with us? I might as well. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, we'll go down to the Undercroft. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and just get a round of cell checks. No disadvantage for those of you who are staying in, like towards the back. Oh, no, so. Okay. Uh, so there's definite yeah. disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. hmm. 19. 31. 31, 19, 17, 17, 15. 15. Okay. Uh, so it takes a little bit. You kind of wander around what is Blacktooth territory. Uh, it's easy to find you. They wrote down, the diviners wrote down the symbol that their territory is marked by, and it's easy to find the Thieves' Cant uh, yeah. equivalent of it. Um, there's not a lot of activity from uh, the people that you would believe would be associated with the Black Teeth until you get to a specific uh, air dock on the, we'll call it the, uh, it's just on the south side of the river. Um, and they're basically, they seem to be congregating around here and they're uh, they're just stacking up some supply crates and everything just that you as you watch throughout the day, but nobody gets caught or anything. You guys find a nice alley to sit in and watch them from. Okay. What is a were-rat? Does anyone know? It's like a werewolf, but... Were-castle. <laughs> is this Eve or Tori asking? This is Eve. Okay. Oh. It starts out right over there. as a rat, or it starts as... Well, right now they look like Sorry, gnomes and half Right, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a lycanthropy thing, sort of akin to werewolves. I Curse believe, or disease, depending on the DM. I'm not sure if it comes out with the full moon, like it does with werewolves, or if something else triggers because it. Because what's a moon? Because we don't know what it is, right? <laughs> we know what it is now, thanks to both. Yes, but true. Yeah, if there's no moon, they are they constantly in that state? If you, I if have you a feeling your that they can change it. Lunaberry beam, guess. will that make them change? Have, <laughs> have any of us like ever met aware anything in the past? Um, you guys kind of have. Uh, Benavido was a werewolf, uh, one of the people in the trial that you uh, were in. This knowledge just seems yes. to be innately inside me. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Uh, but nobody has ever really like met a werewolf or any sort of like a throw. Okay. Uh, the closest that you've gotten was the Rakshasa, but uh, that is or demon. Uh, that is yeah. That's the way very I'm, the way I'm stealthing is I'm just like picking up a crate and like walking down the road past them, then sitting it down, and solid, grabbing solid another crate. Why I'm just doing this like back and forth with <laughs> <laughs> some random crates. If he gets caught, he's got to do the Metal Gear solid like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are, are you guys like going to just stay there and stake the stake? Stake? Yeah, stake out. We don't seem to be drawing too much attention. Perhaps this is a good place to sit and wait, see okay. if the gear crackers show up. Also, is Darian with you? No. No. Okay. Just because. That'd be too conspicuous. Cause... <laughs> He's back in the pot. Rabbits do. 
Founder, 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 Excuse me. He's, but he's not. Just, he's just doing a little doggy paddle around the whole. Don't worry. It becomes Marshmallow Stew as soon as he drops his zero hit points. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, a, he's a giant peep. So yes, he's a giant bunny. Bunny peep. Oh, he is a peep. The longer he summons, the crunchier he gets. One of my gross, creepy like candies that I love. It is Man. a very creepy candy. It's better than <laughs> yes, the, peeps, the creepiest candy of all. <laughs> the weird. It's better than circus peanuts. Oh, yeah. oh, circus. I tried. Um, so Casey's mom got some like fifties candy, mm-hmm. and it was some of those like chalk sticks, you mm-hmm. know, yep. and then some of like the 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 candy buttons, yeah, the wax lips. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, it was no, it wasn't the chalk sticks. It was the little, um, it was the little wax bottles that you pop the top off of. Oh and, yeah. And yeah. I was like, that's not even from like, well, that might be from the fifties, but yeah. we had those as kids. But like she but gave us the chocolate ones. buns and I'm like, this is absolutely nothing. This is literally yeah, garbage. Yeah, it is. You're talking about the ones that are like garbage. on the, the ribbon, like on a roll. Yeah. yeah. Like on a ribbon thing. Yeah. I remember trying to eat those. They were like the most hard to eat useless candy. Anyway, <laughs> the peeps. Yes. Peeps. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Creepy. This episode delicious. brought to you by peeps. <laughs> if you like peeps, put <laughs> a not scrolling crossbow. Put a bunny head. Put a peep. Emoji. Put a peep. Yeah. Put a Darien head. Yeah, if you comments. like peeps. Darien head. It's a Jack Lope head, I guess. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Jack Lope head? A rabbit symbol of something. A rabbit head. Get the one Better write that down, too, or else you're not going to America's yeah. Funniest Home Video. Yeah. Peace for peeps. Um, peace yeah, for so peeps. It's... <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, we're starting over. Okay. If you love peeps as much as I do, which is a lot, Oh, I could really use a peep right now. <laughs> Peace for peeps. Peace for peeps. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it takes the better part of the next day. Uh, you, again, you just kind of you kind of just hanging around in this alleyway. One of you like goes to grab food every now and then from a, a, an undercroft food cart. Does anyone want some peeps? <laughs> you guys, you found this they have, place. They have like peeps like, stew. It's like taco shops. This place is <laughs> called Chanchis. It's right here on Ooh, the middle of the street. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> it's Cannon. definitely I, not I down suppose, by Farmington. Cannon. Yep. <laughs> um, and after, when it's kind of getting close to the evening, not quite evening yet, it's maybe uh, an hour before dusk, as it were, um, a small air, air skiff kind of glides its way into the dockyard and all of the activity around the gnome starts kind of picking up the pace in these black teeth. And um, it, it pulls into the dock and everybody rolling a perception check. We'll see who notices this. Who Sorry. has the best eyes. Sorry, I don't mean to be a bother, but I don't. If, if they bring out a death ray of some kind, you go run the other way. I will not. I will save her. She will say, not if she doesn't have a body. It's okay if I die. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in front of it. That's okay. So, okay. dirty 20. Mm-hmm. Victor? I uh, remember this investigation. I rolled dice. No, uh, perception. perception. Perception, sorry. Uh, four, 14. 14. Bolt? Three. Three? Eight. Eight. Uh, so, Saradon, you actually see the person that steps off. It isn't uh, Ganolan, and it doesn't look like it's a pirate of any kind. In fact, the way that they carry themselves and the glint of onyx on their finger very much evokes the Eight Rings. What? Vicky? There seems that that's definitely not Ganolan. Who is it? They don't seem to be pirates, but I could swear that 
one of them belongs to the Eight Rings. No. They have onyx symbolism on them. No. Something that looked familiar. Well, maybe. Did they uh, have a contract on them? <laughs> not that you can see from this far away. You also yes, do notice right that there, the under their shirt, the ship is a broken gear, which is the symbol that uh, you've seen on the pirate ship. They're definitely gear crackers. On the skiff? Yeah, on the skiff. Does anyone have a... You can make mine out of plain grass. <laughs> Don't you have the right tool for the job? See? I do, but I think it takes... But then you'll it be shunned from your... It takes an hour of understanding. Okay. Roll me a d20. Let's see if Bolt would have made a spy glass before this happens. Seven. Seven? Nah. <laughs> so then from here, it's just a general. We get to see the glint and the. the Sarah also have the glint. Yeah. Now that glint. like you're looking, you're you're looking Which at one the. Is it? Uh, what are they wearing? Uh, the one that the first one that stepped off. <laughs> and you do see a, a gentleman in kind of dark leathers. He looks like he is a an Earth Genasi. Earth Genasi. Some kind of thing. And um, is he shrouded, or like, is there enough identifiable features from the distance that we're at? Um, he's pretty shrouded. Shrouded. Okay. Yep. Uh, he's got the the standard like mask of space. Onyxink. All right. And he just kind of stands there off to the side and talks with one of the gnomes while they hurriedly like load uh, several crates on there, and then. Sorry, I was going to ask. Do you guys think we should? I'm, I'm assuming you told, you said, because you cause told that you, do we need to find a way to follow him? Well, perhaps. Why don't I get a little closer and see if I can figure out what's going on? If he is on official business, I am afraid I am not able to intervene, so I will have to back you up. Should he attack you, I... How far away are within we my right, right but now? You're probably about a uh, hundred feet or so. Okay. I'm going to cast <clears throat> Song of the Unseen. Okay. Should he attack? Where did she go? <laughs> Who? I'll, I'll message back to you. Wait, what are we talking about? Mm. Computer. Stop. <laughs> I'll, I'll cast message back to Eve and say, I'll, I'll be in touch. Please be safe. Okay. And I'll, I'll go and just kind of get closer to Did we leave to her that and see if I can hear what's going oh, on. Okay. Um, what is the DC to notice you? 16 wisdom. 16 wisdom. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you, you approach and you hear the gnome going, that's uh, that's just about everything except for the special cargo, of course. And the uh, gentleman nods and he turns to there's a, like the other kind of pirates uh, that are kind of standing around there. They look more like pirates. It's just this one that... Uh, is very clearly like a member of the eight rings. In fact, the closer that you get, the more you can see. Like he's got a few, he's got a few knives that are kind of floating just off his, his hips. And they say, "Yeah, everything's here. Everything looks ready to go." And he turns and he says, "Bring it out." And he, the the black tooth nods and he kind of twirls his finger around, and two gnomes come carrying out a uh, kind of a golden box. And they'll they'll step it up to the plank, and about this time is when you get up there, so you're kind of hanging by the shoulder. There's a moment of like uh, where the the onyx ring member kind of cocks his ear a little bit, but then he just kind of turns back to what he was doing, mm -hmm. and they they undo the latch and they open up the box, and inside is a shining piece of old. Uh, 
that's probably about, we'll say about that big. Okay. And he nods and they close the lid again. He says, that concludes our business then. And the black teeth are like, yes, of course. I mean, the payday, of obviously. Obviously. And his knife is going to come out and stab the the main gnome right in the throat and all of the other like pirates have been waiting and they they pull out these uh arc rifles the kind of the standard ones that you've seen and they start uh shooting and firing at back and uh there's it's not like one-sided massacre as soon as like three or four of them go down the rest of the black teeth kind of uh snarl and they shift into their where rat forms and they start rushing through um go ahead and just give me a dexterity saving throw because there are uh wild arcs of lightning flying about everywhere no disintegration beams. Thanks for me. No disintegrations this time. <laughs> Not this That's going to be a 12. 12? Uh, yeah, you don't get hit by any just because it is a pretty low DC. They're not obviously targeting you. And um, they manage, like, at, it's not too big of a scuffle. The rest of you actually see it from far away, yeah. but you don't know what's going on. So what would it, it was, what would they do? So I'd cast a message back to Kay. Eve and say, uh, it looks like... They've got some old steel. I have a feeling that, well, my guess is that Aventi needs this in order to um, complete his version of the weapon. How many are there? Uh, there are four pirates and then the uh, Onyx wing mm. assassin. Perhaps we ought to attack while they're distracted? Let's go. I cannot attack okay. him on... If he's, I, I, you cannot attack him, but can you attack the Attack the pirates. I will attack the pirates, I'm going to grab you by like, the, the back of your coat and like, <laughs> push you forward. All right, so the rest of you come rushing around the corner. As uh, soon as they get within, like, I don't know, say 30 feet, mm-hmm. I'd want to take a swing at the Onyx. Okay, onyx so after he killed the uh, main uh, Blacktooth mm-hmm. uh, mercenary, he had picked up the box and he had moved onto the ship. Okay. Do you move onto the ship with him? Yeah. Okay, um, so yeah, so they, you guys start coming around the corner. You rush to about blessed. fifty feet. <laughs> yeah, Eve is throwing out uh, blessed. Bless, bless, bless. Uh, give me a wisdom saving throw just to see if you can cast it on. Right, well, actually, what's the range for? It's thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay, so you wouldn't be able to cast it on. And quick turn will hone his blades on the way. Okay, uh, yeah. So you guys are rushing forward, and one of the pirates calls out and points to you, and the onyx assassin is going to turn towards you, and he's going to go, "Let's get out of here," and they're. They're going to start breaking away from the dock as you can make your attack. Okay. Yeah, I will. Eve, where is Sari? I don't know. We hear a hiya! Oh, there she is. <laughs> um, Look oh, for oh, piles of dust, quickly. So that's a 29. 29 will hit. Okay. Just Look for the blood spider. Um, oh, it's been so long since I've... Combat. Um, three whole sessions. Sorry. 27 damage. 27 damage. Okay. Uh, so the first, we'll, we'll say you get the one attack off just because okay. uh, that would be enough of an indication that he's under attack, right? Uh, so yeah, you come flashing into existence, uh, slash along the the midsection of the assassin. He kind of grunts a little bit and steps back and he goes, shit, get us out of here now. And he's going to uh, stretch his hands out and a globe of darkness is going to <laughs> flare out uh, into the skiff. So he casts the darkness spell. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, so the rest of you can't see anything, but if you would like to, uh, we can go ahead and get into initiative here. Yes. And We can uh, see the darkness bubble though, right? You we, can see the darkness so bubble. We know something yep. has happened. Yep. So let's go ahead and prep that and we'll be right back. Gotta have a little talk. All right, let's go ahead and roll initiative, guys. Bolt. 15. 15. Eve. 13. 13. Ceridon. 20. 20. Victor. 21. 21. Blackjack. Blackjack, yeah. indeed. Uh, so yes, we are starting tonight <coughs> with Victor. All right. Um, and right now we are the we're facing up. Where's the where? Uh, most of the where rats are gone. They're gone. Yep. Okay. So, so we're not going so to we've kind count of them. Approached since dispatched. Um, so at this point, do we the tell is there been a tell because you dispelled the darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Would we hear shouting? Uh, yeah, they are definitely like pulling the gangplank up and they're shouting an alarm. That's all you. Would have. Hey, uh, Victor's gonna quick do a quick survey okay. around. Uh, perception. So that's gonna be a thirteen. Gonna think I got a plus one. Uh, he's looking for piles of dust that look similar to a human-sized. <laughs> you do not of find dust. Uh, any piles of dust right. that would be. Uh, I don't know where she is. <laughs> I, uh, we cannot let them get away. <laughs> so five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. I'm gonna use my bonus action. Five, ten. Oh yeah, because you're uh, thirty. Uh, can I see anybody on the ship? Uh, yeah, you can see all of them. All right, I'm gonna throw. I'm going to avoid the the one with the dagger. Mm -hmm. And I'll call out. Um, oh, is this by creed or contract? Let's see if he responds, and if he doesn't respond, I'll throw a dagger at someone. Um, he says, "Contract, help us." Fight off these interlopers. Uh, damn it. <laughs> I hold my action. Okay. I will tell him, I am also here by contract, apparently on the other side. I will not interfere lest you hurt her. And I'll hold my action so if anybody hits. Um, Sorry, evil. Sorry, I'm not sure. 13. 13. Okay, uh, Serdon, it is your turn next. Okay. Um. <clears throat> oh, I will. I will send with my bonus action. I'm going to send uh, three defensive blades to Sarah. Okay. What does this guy describe his appearance? To uh, yeah. So is he uh, built stocky? Is he? He looks like he's pretty sturdy. Um, he is an Earth Genasi, so he's kind of on the bulkier side. Uh, but he still has that uh, knife dancer physique where he's uh, thinner, more agile looking than he is uh, built for tough. I'm going to use quick and spell. <laughs> F-J-O-R-D, right? Fjord. Yeah. Fjord tough. I'm going to use quick and spell okay. and cast um, Vortex Warp on him. Okay. Um, he has to make a constitution saving throw of 16. He does not make his save. Yes. Okay, I love this spell. Um, so I can move him 90 feet. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put him... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 25, 80, right here. 
and he's just gonna be like. <laughs> okay. Um, let me go ahead and see if he dropped the <clears throat> box he was holding. He did set it down on the deck when you okay. attacked him. So, okay. yeah. So he just warps out of existence and appears. Uh, Evier's like running, and he just like appears <laughs> in front of you. Sarah, what did you do? <laughs> and then with my action, I'm going to um, make some attacks on pirate number in the red. Okay. Pirate number in the red. Pirate number in the red. Pirate in red. You know dance, life dancing with me. <laughs> wow. Two natural ones in a seven. Um, <laughs> so that's 27 to hit. 27 will hit. For... Um, 25. Wait, no. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. That's not 27 to hit. That is... 22 to hit. 22? That will still hit. Okay. Um, I forgot to subtract the 5 from... Anyway. Uh, yeah, so you are that's gonna be... Um, I'm also blessed. I think we're all blessed. Well, okay. 23, dam totally blessed. 23 damage. 23 damage? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then second attack... <clears throat> will be... You're adding in your plus 2 yeah, bonus yeah. this time, right? Yes, yeah. Right. Um, that's gonna be a dirty 20. Yep, that'll hit. Four. 27. Ezra plus two. 27, I, mean, I suppose, yes. Oh, you just did it. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, your, your two uh, swings just cut right through him okay. and take him down. And it, it feels like it's even smoother than it usually is because of the additional magic. But yeah, you take him down. Uh, at which point, I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Um, and is there anybody else in 10 feet of where that guy was? Within 10 feet. Uh, just no. Just, just you? Yeah. Roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. As the gun that he's holding uh, discharges and vaporizes itself. And it's going to be... Spectacular. Good. 17. 17? Okay, so you're just going to take half damage from this. Okay. But the blade, the blade wouldn't reduce this damage. It would have to be an attack, right? Uh, it would have to be an area attack. Yeah, it wouldn't okay. Okay. So, six lightning damage, okay. as it just kind of, because you are wearing metal armor, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, as it just kind of explodes in a static of shock that uh, destroys the weapon and deals damage to anybody around it. Okay. Okay. Then it is bolt. Well, you're running along, and there is somebody right in front of you. So. <laughs> I'm going to tackle him. Love that spell. Just <laughs> clock him as you're running by. Uh, go ahead and roll your attack roll. So this actually, like, a tackle, like a grapple. Oh, tackle him. Not attack him. A tackle him. Yeah, a tackle him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tackle him. So it is a grapple, so it'll be yep. my his... athletics versus his acrobatics or athletics. Okay. 17. Uh, he rolled a 24, so you try and like leap at him and he manages to get his footing and dance away a little bit. You could, with your second attack, try again. That's true. Yeah, yeah I'll try again. <clears throat> okay. 22. Uh, he only rolled a 10 that time. Yep, so you managed to... He is now grappled, so his speed is zero. Okay. Now, can I move while grappling him? Yeah, at half speed. Yep, so I'll just say that as part of uh, my movement, I'll go half speed with him. Okay. 
like I'll just uh, part of the tackle. I'll just or you know mm-hmm. grab on him and yep. keep pushing it forward. I'm surprised you didn't throw him off the edge. By the way, <laughs> I, I thought that we'd want to talk to him. That makes sense. Okay, alrighty. Uh, then it Take is. It's actually his turn now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I do say like like surrender and you won't be hurt. Yet that's, in my in my ed two hundred nine voice. That's what I was going to say to you. And then he's going to cast darkness again. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. I can still feel you. <laughs> um, and then he is going to make a trio of attacks against you, actually. Um, and do remind that. me, there's no disadvantage for grapple. No, right? It is just his speed, his speed is zero. Plus, it's a range attack. That's right. Yep. And he can see in the darkness. Uh, so that is a. 26 to hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Spaceballs? No, I haven't seen it in like 10 years. But it's a good movie. Only one man. What does he cast Darkest on? Uh, he'll go ahead and cast it on one of his daggers. As the other one kind of slashes around at you. And that is a total of. 34 necrotic damage for his <coughs> first attack here. I should have drank the dang potion. And his next attack is a 25 to hit. Yep. Okay. Twenty-four chronic damage, and then the yeah, third like attack. Whispering that is your as you like stab him. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-five to hit. No, Corey just fudges all his rolls again. No, they're in, you're literally in darkness. Uh, he has advantage against you, so that is why he's hitting all of these attacks. You guys should know this strategy pretty well. <laughs> if only everyone hadn't gotten rid of their dark vision. I thought uh, that one's just nineteen. I just won't help him. Right, well, he's well, if mm. he's attacking your friend. <sighs> I'm assuming, at this point, are these guys like stopping trying to pull away, since he. Um, they have not taken their turn yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, let's see. And then you feel him slip out of your grasp as he uses a bonus action and shadow steps away. Okay. Uh, where is 60 feet? Did that put him back on the boat? He, I moved him 90. 90? Okay. So, he probably would have But then he got dropped. You get to the. 15. About where I'm at. I was 60. Well, walking 60 feet is where I'm at. 50 would get yeah, the boat. also has to be. He went diagonal. Dim. So you know what? He's just going to appear on the other side of the darkness, so you guys can't see him, but Victor, you can see him. Yeah, yeah, because he's got to come out of a, a shadow as well. Well, if he's there's if no it's on his dagger, it goes with him. Uh, the dagger is still floating in the air. He uh-huh. is a knife dancer, my friend. I see. Yes, brother of the onyx wing, please don't make me do this. You're the ones who are attacking me. You should be helping me, helping our wing. 
And then he's it is in, Eve's turn. Vicky, he's in league with Aventhe. So, somebody appears in front of you. Bolt grabs them and drags What's them more away. It's a the glow of the darkness world. appears as you're still running towards it. Uh, what would you like to do? <clears throat> and then you hear Bolt grunting. <laughs> ow. Ow, ow. Ow. That's what... Stop. Sounds like <laughs> Bolt grunts. Yep. <laughs> That's the painful. Please, please stop. You're That's stabbing me. The painful. Cease <laughs> <laughs> and desist. Robocop style. Should I use one of my new bard spells? Or should I help Bolt? Are you pretty hurt? So you cannot see him right now, FYI. So you would so have whatever to. Spell you, have so you have a spell that says. Yeah, you have a creature that you see. Yep. Keep that in I don't know. Bolt, are you hurt? I'm pretty hurt, yes. Does Radiant Weapon, if I turned the, if I would have turned the fist on, would it have helped? Mm. No, Magical Darkness mm. covers over everything, unless it specifically says that it clears Magical Darkness. Mm. Okay. Nope. I will um, run after him. Okay. And attack with Tempered Mercy. 30. So you'll be within the Darkness. Unless you wanted to misty step or misty step, you have to be able to see though, right? Yep. Um, y- you can tell you teleport to an area you can see. Yes. So, but so if she, so, yeah, she probably want to do it while she's out here. She could like teleport here. Uh, you wouldn't be able to. Basically, this sphere of darkness is covering over this uh, whole portion of the dock. So you have to run through. As soon as the darkness pops up. But you would be ah, this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to move to the side and like see over here, move to the side, or whatever you want to do. Um Well I would not be able to see him. Or I would. Uh you can't see him right now. Uh you can try and swing blindly at him, which would just be a disadvantage. Hoping that he's there. Obviously, that's technically metagame knowledge, but I'm not too concerned about it. Considering that you probably heard him talking to Victor as well, that shouldn't be too big of a stretch. I guess we will swing out. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, don't forget your bless, because yeah, I wouldn't even be able to see her coming. Yep. Um, Twenty-three will hit. As uh, the flail comes out of the darkness and slams into his shoulder, it's like I even saw that coming. How did I let that happen? What? <laughs> Stop distracting me, blinded one. I am. <laughs> I couldn't see her either. I'm sorry. Um. So that is twelve. Twelve. Okay. All right. For, um, 20. 20 will hit. Oh, I was going to use one of those. I, I did roll it, so. You can only use one a turn. Oh, so. okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. It was three plus five, eight. Eight damage? And you're adding in your extra, like, D8 on top of that, right? Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. This one. And then Not you good. just have the two attacks. So I'm, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the flail comes out and smashes into him a couple times. 
uh, despite the darkness. Okay. And what? I was I was just gonna ask. Do you have to see somebody in order to give them bardic inspiration? I don't um, think you do. I think um, they I think they have to either see you or hear you. That can hear you. you. Yeah. Can hear you. Or just hear you. Yeah. Okay. Within a certain range. How far yeah. away is within sixty feet? We're all within 60 feet. Yeah. yeah. Even the people on the boat, technically. Okay. You could inspire You ran the barrel. You You look great. Ceridon. You look really cute today. <laughs> the ring goes bloop. <laughs> it definitely inspires me. Okay. Is that a D6 right now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's me. All right, uh, then it is the two pirates' turns. Uh, one of them is going to pull out <laughs> a uh, cutlass. Technically, it's a long sword. My long sword. I'll make a pair of attacks against you. With disadvantage on each. So that's a nine on the first one. Yes. And a 16 on the second one. Yes. Okay, uh, the other one is going to, he is going to actually start uh, wheeling away. Uh, hmm. Yeah, the the plank is basically going to start falling. So move about twenty feet out. Okay. Five, 10, like 15, yep. Twenty. Yep. He is pulling away, and the plank is falling now. It's gone. So, yep. It is gone. Better. So call that twenty feet. The plank. Ah. Yep. Yeah, you can hear it like to the uh, water below. Okay. The, then, which which was the one that was on the wheel? Uh, the one in the front. This guy? Yep. Okay. And it is Ezra's turn. Good turn. And he is going to attack the one in the front. Good. Uh, Ixburn is going to... I don't think Ixburn can Can't fly out that far. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, he will go ahead and make his first attack, which was a natural one. <laughs> uh, the other one's a crit, though. Nice. Uh, typically, he does about... 25 damage well, or something? That is a plus 10. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, well, they only have, they only have, plus. like, they have less than... And if he's have, critting, like, it's probably closer to 30. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> if he's able to take them, right? the second shot and just takes uh, the, the driver out and he falls over yeah. the edge. Nice shot, Jaja! Grab the wheel. <laughs> and the third one is uh, a 19. So, um, oh, yeah, just roll me, now. what is it, a D10 for the longbow? Roll me the D10. For so his damage is basically plus ten, uh, the it's ten plus his dex plus his uh, Which bracers of archery. Seven, so I'm pretty sure it's. I think he adds ten. seventeen to whatever he hits. Okay. So call it twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't quite take that other one out. Okay. Twang. But then it is Victor's turn. What would the Paragon do? They would defend their family. Uh, Victor is going to... We all know how well Victor is with strength checks. He's going to try and, and calm him down and say, Please, brother, stop this now. He's going to try and grapple him with a nine. That's a ten minus one. <laughs> because I'm so good at this. They rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're equally as weak as I am. Yeah, yeah so you guys like, just like... I just grab by the shoulders and I'm going to be looking at him. I am not here to hurt you. Please. 
Well, your friends are doing plenty of hurting for you. Please. Why are you here? I we need to talk to them. Then why aren't you at Skaldseed with the rest of the rings? I did not get an invite till recently. I was banished for some time. I am a Victor Udonta in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> and that, I guess that's well, the six seconds. Well, they're hugging each other. Where are you from? And, uh, and if some, and I will, re- um, uh, I will, like, if somebody tries to take a swing at him, I will put myself, try and take the blow. Okay. All right, Sarah, it's your turn. The ship is starting to list a little bit. By okay. Way. Yeah. But go ahead and attack. Um, that's a 26 to hit. That'll hit. Can you do four damage? Yes, I can. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a 21 to hit. Sorry. I need to remember. Remember that. 20 plus 5, not plus 10. Um, and then, let's see. Um, can I grab? try and grab the wheel and... and yeah, go ahead and give me... It would be a proficiency intelligence check to try and maneuver an airship. Okay. Uh, you probably don't have proficiency in it. Actually, right. it would just be your straight. Oh, land vehicle. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, yeah, you managed to at least like turn it enough that it'll start drifting back towards the dock. So. Okay. Okay. I guess that's my turn. Yeah, that was probably that, my that turn. turn. And then we all fall off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said he he he. Uh, left the crate yes. on the ship, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I definitely, once the dock got back, I'd scoop it up. Okay. Uh, and so, put it in my bag of holding, actually. Um, so I would big? say I would say that your action okay. this turn would be sure. that you are sure. moving the ship in, or your other action, uh, but it wouldn't be too big. It's just kind of like, I mean, like, yeah, like a little chest. Like, so yeah, the chest is that big. Um, it is his turn. And... The darkness is going to shift and move with the dagger as he pulls it back towards him. And as it envelops both of you, he says, I don't have time for this. Either come with me or let me go. This is as it's like fading through. Where are you going? To Scald Seat. <laughs> what were what were you doing with the old steel? Um, so the dagger is going to continue moving on, okay. and he is going to again shadow shift. So it can move thirty feet, and then he moves basically and jumps out back onto the boat. Um, are we in combat order still? Yes, we're still in combat order. Okay. It is still his turn. Uh, he is not within the darkness though right now. Oh, it went to like right here. Yeah, it went to like right there, and then he jumped out of the edge of it. And he's going to make a trio of attacks on Ceradon. Okay. Wait. He has assaults. disadvantage, yeah? Yes, he does, because he is not in darkness. Uh, and he does not have. Alt's tail? Not working for the gear crackers. Who we know is possibly teaming up with. Uh, 16? Mm-hmm. How much time do we have if they're going to do A 17. And a sixteen. So the 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 this kind of shadowy blade comes around and tries to slash at you, and you just kind of duck and move out from under it. And then it is Eve's turn. I don't trust this guy, and not just because he stabbed me three times. (laughs) (laughs) I I uh, I don't think I can get right now. 
I think you could probably like misty step to here. Okay. Thirty feet. Five, Let's ten, do that. Fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Yeah. Okay. Poof. Ten. And then jump onto the jump boat. Jump aboard. Okay. Uh, give me just a quick athletics check. Nineteen. Yeah, good enough. A yep. Lot. Yep, you can land on and then just stand up right behind him. Okay. Hello, love. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, behind you. <laughs> and then Tamron Rossi comes swinging around and we'll see if it hits. <laughs> and there goes his head. Not again. <laughs> uh, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a 28. 28 will hit. Good job. Sorry, I had to come in baby dice. We <laughs> <laughs> weren't performing. You left those baby dice on the fire firehouse steps. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, here, you do your little magic. Um, so that is a um, 13. 13 damage? Yes. Second attack. Second attack is 18. 18 will hit. Nice. That was the sound he made when he got hit. <laughs> oh. That's another 13. Hit him right yeah, kid. Uh, yeah, Tempered Mercy definitely slams into his side and he crumples and he goes, ah, dang it, again! <laughs> and then he's gonna like try and stand up and shake it off. It's like when you get punched really hard in the kid and you just wanna puke. <laughs> uh, Ezra's gonna go next and I don't think anybody would be surprised to see that he shoots uh, a trio of times. I think you missed me. Oh, I did. Mm -hmm. Bolt, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna drink a superior healing potion to get the full thing. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'm giving you an epic type just because I missed your turn, which would have been before the shadow blade. Ah, yeah. uh, eight D four plus eight. Thirty two. Forty. Forty healing. Okay. And then anything with your bonus action and movement. Yeah, I'm gonna start moving up. As I kind of run by you, Victor, what are you doing? Come on, Victor. <laughs> Get your no help response. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. he's, he's, right now he's, he's kind of very torn. Uh, so that's two misses and a crit from Ezra. So uh, ten plus. Uh, roll me another two ten, and we'll add seventeen to it. I'm dying to One. I'm One. sorry. Actually, can I just say, I think I would have stepped like right here, so I was within five feet, sorry. Sure. Okay. So, 20, no, 28? 28. 28 damage with the crit. <coughs> the other two attacks missed. Good thing he's good at shooting, because you guys are standing behind the target shooting at <laughs> uh, Victor, it is your turn. <laughs> the missing ones. All right, uh, I'm gonna throw one of my daggers, and then swap places with it. Okay. Please stand down. We will let's talk this out, please. This guy like arrows on the back. <laughs> Either help me or get out of my way and call off your dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry I was told by the creed I need to protect my family and if you're not going to 
abide. I'm gonna try and stab at him. Okay. Seven plus my, I think it's plus nine, so that's 16 to hit. Uh, 16 will miss. Miss, yeah. Yep. I do not want to do this, but if you will endanger my family. You are endangering your other family. I know. Cyrodon. At this point, the boat does uh, slam into the dock, so everybody give me a dexterity check, check that is on the ship, please. You're looking for a 15. It's a lot. Technically, it's a saving throw, but you wouldn't get the aura okay, benefit so on this. 21. Dex? Yeah. I'll use my feature that lets me 16. Okay. Um, sorry, what do you mean? 15. Okay, perfect. Yep, everybody's good. I'm attacking. Okay. Um, that's a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Um, 20 damage. 20 damage. Second attack. And you're making sure to minus your five? Yeah. Um, that's a 21 to hit. 21 will hit. Four. <laughs> Actually, 20 damage. 20 damage, okay. And then, um, butt action. Okay. Is a 23. 23 will hit. And this is only 24. Um, 21 damage. Butt action hit murder. Okay, 21. And if it matters, I'd be trying, I'd be going on lethal. Uh, yeah, that does matter because that was enough. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, but that's perfect. Yep, so you, you bring the butt in and as you do, he there's this moment of like calculation on his face mm -hmm. and you bring your, your butt in to try and just like knock him out and he, he tilts his head down and uh, makes sure that his temple is lined up with the butt of your blade and it slams into it and cracks his head and he just collapses to the ground. The darkness fades, the dagger falls limp. Okay. Um, is he unconscious? And you can give me a medicine check. Yeah, give him a medicine check. It's um, not very good. It's not very good. Of six. Um, yeah, you don't. You're not really <coughs> sure. Like he's out cold, as far as you can tell. Eve, can you tell if he's alive? I I tried to just knock him out, but he kind of seemed to get in the way of my of the haft there intentionally at the end. That's exactly what you're going to tell the police, right? Okay. He just got in the way of it. Um, <laughs> Not my fault. Medicine check? Yeah. That's six. Six? Victor's, Victor is going to kind of push Sari. I'm just going to shove her back and kind of get down and... What if... What have we done? I want to do um, try and check for a pulse. Yeah, go ahead and give me a medicine check. That's a 19, I think my medicine is Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. There is no pulse. Ezra and Bolt can uh, arrive in the ship here, which is just cracked into the, the dock at this point. Victor's gonna grab, or gather the knives w with, like, he's gonna pull out a kind of a <laughs> velvety cloth 
and grab the daggers. Yep. Uh, he's going to pick up the, the corpse on his shoulder, kay. and he's just going to walk down the pier. Uh, Victor will pick up the alt steel and put it in her bag. Okay. I'm going to call after you. Victor, you said, some, you said something about a contract? Yes, he was not here because... Does he keep the contracts with him like you do? Possibly. This is not the time. No, this is absolutely the time. And Victor will keep walking. Okay. Chain whip! <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's only 300 gold. You gotta just find some more diamonds. <laughs> okay. And I, my ultimate goal is to we find a quiet place to. Okay. Uh, Unless. Yeah, if you want to call out, I'll stop. Yeah, I'm holding it slowly. Victor, stop! What? I will bring him back. Okay. Make sure it's. Hurry, we only have a minute. (laughs) Yeah, I'll bring him back. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so are you binding him first? Yeah, we'll make sure. Well, at least binding his knives and stuff. Yeah, time down. Uh, yeah, so you cast Revivify. We do have some handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. They're not fuzzy, so they're not, oh, they're not that good. <laughs> so you put them in manacles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Actually, you, it's been six days. So, I mean... They've been used. They've been used. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, so Eve, you kind of reach down and you uh, touch his forehead. The uh, the ring that Saradon gave you glows and then dissolves away, and the uh, you can see like the the little head wound that Saradon caused kind of like flows back into itself, and he <gasps> what? And uh, immediately, uh, Victor, you can feel his knives starting to like shift uh, in your grip. So if you want to continue to hold on to them, you want me to hold on to them. Uh, um... I'm gonna take them for the time being. Again, they're still in the the, 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 the wrapping. Bag of holding. I'm gonna put them in the bag of holding. Okay, yeah, they get cut off, and he he starts struggling in the manacles. He goes, "What? What, what is I this? I will return How your blades. Life? They have not been sullied. You, idiot. I'm not making. Stop. I'm not, and I'm not making any eye contact with him either. I'm like very, uh, or I will no. undo my. I'm going to cast direction. Son of Truth. Okay. You. Will answer the questions I ask of you. What is your name? Narek. Narek, are you truly a member of the Onyx Wing? Yes. What are you doing here? Getting the old for Aventhi. I told you! And do you serve Aventhi? We are contracted with him. Who is we? The Eight Rings. Like the entire eight rings. Yes. So you don't know what you've gone into here. What? Especially you. What the hell is going on? Did you know about this, Victor? Do I have to push you into this zone of truth? <laughs> I'll be in the zone of truth. Next step into oil. I was careful. not there. What is happening right now at Salt Seat? I refuse to answer. Is Aventhi in Skull Seat? I refuse to answer. Do you want to die? (laughs) (laughs) That would be preferable. We will keep you alive. 
unfortunate. <laughs> How long have you been working for Venthi? Two months. What is he giving you in return? Money and knowledge. What sort of knowledge? Where we came from. Well, we have that same knowledge. That's nice. Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. And he said he could bring back all the memories that were taken from us. Yes, but at a great cost. It's not like this world has done anything for us. We want to rectify what has happened, but... Then why are you stopping me? Because Aventhi is pure evil. Lying to you as well. I just want you to know, I've been rolling like DC 18 to go this. I've gotten four natural 20s in a row to not. Just saying. You keep upping the difficulty and you keep and critting. <laughs> well, that's the best I have guy, right least, here that I have at any point himself over yep. here. Do you have any more Sheesh. questions or are you done? Who made the decision to partner with Aventhi? Taka. Who's Taka? Do I know? Hey, he'll turn to. You don't uh, know. Taka. Victor will visibly kind of deflate a little bit. Victor yeah. is the apex of the. Eight rings. The apex. The leader. The re- yes, he is, he is essentially our uh, primary leader in our stratocracy. Strato- I can't say that in Victor's voice. Stratocracy. Has um, <laughs> Stratocracy. Does Dratia know any of this? I, I don't know where that person even is. Nobody's seen the Prime in forever. She is alive right and she is on her way to Scout Seat. <clears throat> well, we she'll join up. Hi there. Yes. I'm sorry, Victor, we may have to kill all of the eight rings. <laughs> Besides you. You can start it again. <laughs> you and Jutia. <laughs> Do it right this time. Ezra, I hate it. You can have little right. eight rings babies together. I hate it when Ezra's right. Victor. You can end this. You can come home to your real family. Perhaps we will. But you will enter into a new contract with me and my friends. You will take this old steel. But no, he won't. To Aventi <laughs> with us. And I will pay you handsomely. I can take you as far as my ship. Where is Aventhi now? This is the strongest lead we've had to go right to the heart of the beast. <clears throat> I don't know that we can, if we, we might lose our chance to, to capture him on the air if he's expecting a shipment. I'm not particularly interested in capturing him, but I am particularly interested in keeping this old steer out of his hands. Then we will, will you hire us to help you Safeguard this old steel. No. <laughs> what is Venthi paying you? More than you could. I don't know, Ezra's pretty rich over here. <laughs> 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 the pig. <clears throat> if you agree to allow us to accompany you and to not 
violate... I agree to nothing, Victor. You will free me right now and come back to Scaldseat with me. I think we go to Scaldseat, but perhaps not with him. You know where it is. Yes. Then we can get there. Do you tell me if if it wasn't a Venti, if it was just a contract, would you still follow him? I refuse to answer. All right, you have a few days that you can think about it. And where is he going to be thinking about this, Victor? I. I need you to understand that he's still alive because you are my brother. But this does not se seem like a great situation. I agree, uh, but would you have me go to your village and kill your people? Perhaps if they were trying to destroy the world. Or perhaps they are misguided. A homicidal maniac. Well, if there's a way that we can stop them without without taking lives, then we should try. But you you know I, how Aventi is. I want to hear from Taka's mouth if this is his will or if he is under some guile. I. There but if, if we reveal ourselves to him, and he is in league with Aventi, regardless of whether it's willing or not, we're playing our hand and we'll be captured. Fair. What sort of allies do you have within the Eight Rings? I'm afraid it does not go very far. The, the Third Ring, Lyra, my mother, if she has forgiven me, my father. Um, Boruk, my old mentor. Um, but again, it's it's all dependent on them recognizing what the the uh, prime or not the prime uh, that Dorothea had done. Um, if they do not abide by it, then I I cannot say. We ought to get a hold of Dorothea if we can. Did we ever get a ring with her, like some kind of a communication ring? No, or? she did not. But we knew that she's with the Tempered Requiem? <coughs> yes, she is with the Tempered Requiem, and they were heading to... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, okay. like, they weren't... She wasn't there at the battle at uh, the Beacon, where the Tempered Requiem was. Mm. Uh, they had said that she was continuing on her journey to Scaldsea. I will abide by your decision, if you are all also my family. And it does not go against my creed to, to defend you, but... Um, I do not wish to kill this man. We will not kill him. Perhaps we should. What are we going to do with him? If he is left alive, he knows what we are going to do now. And he could send word for them to capture us. If, if we could get to Scaldseat without them knowing that we were coming. We bring him with us. We can still have him in restraints. Yes. I have his daggers. But we need to try to see if there are any allies left in Skaldsea. Not just walk in announcing what we're doing here. What you DMing over there? <laughs> I'm just saying how Victor feels. 
Victor. What would you do? What do you propose? He does not seem willing to enter into a contract with us. He believes that Aventi can pay him more, despite all the vast wealth that we have, you know, access to dragons and stuff, you know. <laughs> Did he make any? Mm-mm. Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a... I think that we're all very full of adrenaline right now and giving some time to calm down. I don't have adrenaline. <laughs> all... He also so. does not have a bumhole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably... So that does not affect uh, my decision-making either. I would say if we give give him a day as we travel using his boat, maybe make his delivery for him, or delivery to sneak in. Uh, if he, he does not cooperate after that time... He's not going to cooperate at all. I say we leave him to, you know, if we're over the water, leave him to his own fate. Um, can I do like an insight check on him to see, like, I don't know, if I feel like perhaps he could be persuaded? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me an insight check. <laughs> oh no. Well, four. four. Oh no. <laughs> you aren't really sure. You're not really getting a read off of him this time. We He's kind of sitting there with his eyes closed. We've got Kes Kes. I say we just take the, the greatest treasure to Skull Seat as quick as we can, Phil, if, if he'd be willing. If we try to go to this... I'm trying to think of a word that I would use for this guy. <clears throat> for, this, for this traitor's... Uh, if we try to take his ship, as soon as we approach, we'll be attacked by whatever crew he has on board. It's a, it's a huge mess, Victor. He said but himself, if we leave, the eight rings are in league with Aventhi. It is, and if we leave with him, his crew will also still know that he is not there and that someone is meddling. That will also alert Aventhi, right? Maybe he goes into hiding, we have a hard time finding him. His boat would also be cover to get into Skull Sea. So perhaps we take the greatest treasure, we put really cool guns on it, and we shoot the other people in their boat and take their boat to... Ocean's oh. Eleven. It. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know what how, 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 how long is. the zone of truth. That's more. Lasts. That's more me. Uh, ten minutes, I think. Yeah. Um, I will like again. Uh, how how many? Uh, ask him. It only works if you ask yeah. questions, right? Let's see if we can find out more information about his ship. How? Tell me about the crew upon your ship. No. <laughs> I'm done answering your questions. Hmm. Very well. I can't force him to answer a question. Hmm. <clears throat> well, Victor, take my ring. I'll take it from. Okay. Uh, as soon as the ring is off his finger, a globe of darkness appears, and you hear a you hear him kind of slip through the shadows again, and you all watch as he falls off of the dock and. Uh, probably a mile down towards the river below. Okay. Well, that's one problem solved. 
That's cost us three hundred. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, that's, that's not hurt. That's dead. Yeah. Falling that a is, mile. That is literally him being like that, that. That's like thirty seconds of falling to going a mile. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're like, I made a mistake. <laughs> well, I suppose at least we got his name. I can return his daggers to his family. We have no idea where his ship is. No. Is there anything in like the horizon? Any big boats that float in the no, we need to see. make our way to Scotsheet as quickly as possible and see if we can't find Dritia in route. I agree. Okay. But first we need to get 300 gold worth of diamonds. <laughs> I can help. Perhaps a couple. That was my... <laughs> worth of diamond. Promise Engagement you? ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, don't know. There so was no official proposal. <laughs> that's true. Is there anything on the sh- anything else on the ship I'll buy you that we one. need? That we can see that would be uh, the rest of it's just like return trip supplies, you know, basic basic food. And I mean, we could use supplies. Just take take, take this boat to Keskes. Take whatever you want. I'm gonna we'll just go wire this boat up to Keskes's boat. I, we could do that, but I was I was actually <coughs> planning on just breaking the mechanism that keeps it afloat and just have it yeah. into the water. It just falls right on top of the guy. <laughs> Double that. He's like, yes. He's like, every bone in my body's broken, but I am still alive. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I say we head back to to the copper pot and reach out to Cascas and see how soon he, he might be able to leave. And if and if he can't go right away, maybe we find another ship. Okay. So as you guys uh, head off the dock uh, with Bolt uh, taking a moment to go down to the Slayerum core and just like full on just smash uh, your fist into it, you hear it crack and and disable and the whole ship starts like lurching. And then I... Yep. And you guys can head on back. We'll say on the way there you can find a diamond shop or jewelry shop that has a 300, 300 gold diamond. So you can at least grab one more set of that. If you want to grab a few more, you can as well. We'll say they're probably enough for like two. Um, yeah. I mean, as long as we've got a couple, we've got a backup. Yeah. Uh, and then you do also, like while you guys are haggling for the diamonds, uh, Bolt, you can message Keskes. And uh, when he hears about the seriousness of the situation, I'm assuming that you yes. implore on him that. Yes, he yes. does say that. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, he does say that he is. He can be ready to leave in ten minutes if you guys get to the ship. Victor, on the way back, I'll just uh, tie in to talk to Eve and you know apologize for his melodrama, but that uh, that he'll abide by her decision. So. Victor, you have a voice in the Wayward Watch, and what I say is not always the hard and fast rule, it's not the law. I want you to feel comfortable voicing your opinion. I think this is a unique situation because Aventhi is, he's just the worst. I agree, he is the worst. And- He probably has smelly socks. Without a doubt. (laughs) I I imagine he's got really bad breath too. How about those just to the max? Charles cragging into a toothbrush. <laughs> and I also understand that this is Who would disrespect Craggy like that? family yeah. that you've been raised with, and you worked so hard to come back into their good graces. And perhaps we can convince them 
but I'm afraid. If if you're forced to choose between the Eight Rings and saving the world, what will you choose? You can be honest with us, Victor. Without the world, there is no Eight Rings. Remember your membership in the Wayward Watch depends <laughs> on your Is this going to come up in my per- annual performance review? Um, this is your annual performance review. <laughs> Attendance is outstanding, but he did say that he would abandon us for the A-Rings. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would uh, save, the, um, save the world to the people even if they may not want to be saved. I mean, if the people... If it meant making uh, myself an enemy of my people, I have been an enemy for so long. Uh, I haven't really. They did kind of come back on it. Hang yet. you up to dry. Um, yes. And Rutia did say that they seem to have lost the old <clears throat> ways. Maybe, maybe they've been twisted by Aventian. I just hear Ezra saying, "I told you so." <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want some sort of like definitely a murder cult. I think, I think Sarah's having a hard time right now, like okay. trusting Victor after seeing the way that he like didn't really help us, like pushed me out of the way after I knocked uh-huh. him out. <laughs> like, can I Sarah have him Victor. make like a persuasion <laughs> check? To see if I believe him, or what would that be like? Make me make an insight It'd be check. Insight, yeah. 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 <clears throat> All right, I'll make an insight check. Mm, nine. Oh, boy. Nine. Roll the two. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say that you don't trust Victor right now. Yeah. I would say that would be a fair point. Okay. Whether you choose to voice that at this time or no, just keep to yourself. And I think that's where we're going to end tonight, uh, with you guys heading your way back to the greatest treasure uh, to make the journey to Scald Seat and um, maybe the next clue towards Venti. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. It was a wonderful time. And thank you to Sirenscape for the uh, beautiful little uh, insects that you're hearing in the background right now uh, and all of the wonderful sound effects that you heard tonight. It was uh, it was great, and you should check them out in the description for your game as well. Um, check out our merch store if you if you like us. Uh, we got really cool beanies and whatnot. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. We got a really cool Discord that uh, we have a lot of fun discussions on. Right now, we're asking for questions uh, from or for Preston at slash Victor. I think tonight's a really good night to kind of talk about more questions uh, for Preston about what his will what that, his character's like. Yeah, will those be available? To be answered uh, by the time this comes out. Uh, probably, I think. I think by the time this comes out, we will be ready, just about ready to record. Or so, we'll, if you have a question, yeah. put it in the comments below. Yep. See if we can get to it. Yeah. Or a skull and crossbone, or a bunny. This time, apparently, <laughs> for peeps for peace, <laughs> or yeah, peeps. peace sign for peeps. If you like peeps. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, everybody, so much. We absolutely love that you joined us tonight, and uh, have a wonderful evening. Bye. Thanks, guys.